Hello, everyone. Dad Pod Sportscast. I'm Dad Kevin. Pod. I'm joined by my partners in crime, John and Ari. Uh, we will be bringing you our take on the world of sports. Uh, might not be great, might not be your cup of tea, but nobody's told us we can't so far, so we're just going to do it anyway. Uh, let's get started. Um, so why are we doing that? Kevin, being the why case, are we doing Why, why are we doing, doing this? this? Like you said, no one told us we can't. Oh, uh, you asked me to. That, that's what it came down to. So uh, no, I, um, I had the genius idea that I said, you know what? I have two very, very intelligent friends of mine who both worked in the sports radio business at some point in their lives. And I felt like, you know what? We should do it ourselves. Because as a business owner myself, I said, you know what? I watched other people do it. I didn't like the way other people did it. I think I could do it better. Not because I have an ego, just because I feel like it. And I think it's, you know, it's worth a shot. So here we are. Absolutely. 100%. Sports for the common man by the common man. Uh, Anything better? Not really. No. Guys who never played sports either. I love it. (laughs) Professionally, at least. Professionally, at least. So we get into why we're doing this, but what being that we're just starting this to give people a background, what, uh, who are you guys into? Like, obviously it's a sports podcast, we're starting a sports podcast, but what are your favorite teams? What sports, what's actually motivated you? Like, what's your first memory from when you were a kid and mm. brought you into the sports world, so to speak? John, you go first. All right. The first memory I have probably of sports, maybe being watched in the house, was my dad watching the Giants uh, on TV. My first, I want to say, memory of going to a game with the Mets game, uh, I want to say maybe 97, 98. So I went to a Mets game. Then after that, I kind of just, you know, followed whatever sports my dad was following. I would watch sports with him at night after school, uh, you know, football on the weekends, hockey during the uh, Christmas break, stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's really it. Kind of, kind of, kind of follow my dad. I mean, like that's most people these days, yeah. especially our age. Yeah, that's how I started too. Although I rebelled. I was a classic rebelling New York sports fan, and my dad is a Mets fan. And uh, growing up in the 90s, it was very easy to just turn around and say, ah, I'm going to root for the winners. And I, had cousins, I had cousins that were big Yankee fans. Big yeah, Yankee fans. It, it, really, it really was. It's like the New York fans who root for the Cowboys. Like, it's very easy to root for the winners, and I get it. That, that feels – cowboy people who live in the tri-state area that, that rooted for the Cowboys – feels way more disingenuous because of the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are in Dallas, Texas, and, you know, we're here. At least if you're a a Mets fan going to be a Yankees fan or vice versa, Jets, Giants, whatever, it's fine because you're like, well, at least I live here. It's it's acceptable from a regional standpoint. Right, even even people who root for the Devils, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, it's all kind of the the tri-state area, as they say. It's acceptable. But right. yeah, no. Gotcha. I, gotcha. I mean, 
Yeah, personally, I, I mean, I, I can relate. Like, it was the same idea. Growing up, it was very much so, like, the idea of just following your dad and the idea of being into what your dad was watching and being first generation. For me, that was more like soccer and stuff like that. Um, going to school and everything else and seeing what all the other kids were doing and all what the other kids were into, you know, you start getting into soccer, you start, or rather, uh, basketball, football, so and so forth. So it was a matter of like what was popular then. And it was the like early nineties, mid nineties. So it was like that weird Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls era. So everybody loved Space Jam. Everybody loved Bulls. Yeah. Everybody loved. So that was the thing. Should I root for Knicks? course but mike was mike man everybody wanted to be mike <laughs> that's that's the thing you remember oh. watching old school sports center seeing michael jordan highlights i wasn't i wasn't a basketball fan it, for me i wasn't a basketball fan until i was probably until like 2000 2001 and like because i became a nets fan when i first got into basketball i was watching the jason kid arab net nets basketball and that's when i started getting a basketball and then Gary um, Kittles and Kenny Martin. Gary Kittle, Kerry Kittles, Kenny yeah. Martin, Richard Jefferson. Wow, that's yeah. a throwback. That's a throwback. But like, is there any sort of big play that kind of came out and Jeter, stuck did, out Jeter in diving into the stands? That was yours. The Jeter. That was one. Of, that's one of my. That's one I'll never forget. Never. So we're talking about plays that like we just remember as sports fans, or like ones that might have got us into sports. Either or, man. I mean, the world's your oyster. What, like, if you have one of both, go for it. See, like, I would love to say, like, the Giants playing the Bills in the Super Bowl with wide left or whatever, but I was only a year old, so I can't really count yeah, that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> according to my cousin and my dad, I was I was there in the house when it all happened, and they were screaming, and I started crying. But again, I'm one year. I'm only a year old, so I'd love to say I remember it, but I don't. Um, I don't remember. I was old enough probably to remember, but I don't remember the um, Stefan Matteau goal against Devils. Nice. Matteau, nice. Matteau. Yeah, I, I I was five, but I don't remember that. I was probably in bed. The one that sticks out for me probably, the, the it's probably like one and one A. The Eli Manning, David Tyree helmet catch in the Super Bowl. Of course. And then the Andy Chavez catch in the NLCS in 06. That, yeah, yeah, yeah nailed mine. Andy and Chavez going up, up the outfield wall. Yeah. That what, what, what about the Piazza home run after on the first game after 9 11? That, that was one for me. That's another, that wasn't that's a, another good one. That's a good one. That one, like, thing, emotional. At the time, like, because we're all about the same age. At the time, I didn't realize the impact of that home run. Like, sure. You know, the overall, you know, it's 20 years later or whatever, and you watch all the, the documentaries on that, and you realize what impact it made. But at the time, I just, I didn't appreciate it, probably the way I should have. Hmm. Weird, weird one for me. But, again, I guess this is just showing my my eclectic nature when it comes to teams and fandoms and all that. Um, probably the, the one I remember most, was Vinny Testaverde uh, screwing the Dolphins <laughs> at, on a Monday night with that that comeback, the the miracle on Monday. 
when he came back from like 30 points down on a Monday night. Amazing. Yeah, the Monday night miracle. That was not a Monday night miracle. That was amazing. He did the fake snap and screwed the Dolphins in the corner of the end zone. I remember that one. I remember my dad being pissed and throwing bottles <laughs> and games at the TV for a good like five minutes after that one. As a very huge Jets fan my whole life, I <laughs> loved that. That was amazing. That just brought a tear to my eye that, oh, God, I'll be able to sleep a little bit better tonight. Not to, go too, not to go too far the other way, but I remember a massive negative one. I was at physically at Shea Stadium for the final game of 2007 when Tom Glavin gave up those seven runs in the first inning. Oh, I was physically in the building. That's rough. All they had to do was win and they'd make the playoffs. And literally from, I, I can't Tomas, say Tomas Glavin. Yeah, I can't say if it was literally the first pitch, but pretty close to it, the game was pretty much over. Oh my I God. felt that bile just come up in my stomach. The one yeah, you felt that. That's a good one, right? See, like, I'm, as, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, I'm a Jets fan, I'm a Rangers fan, but when something bad happens to the Mets, I, like, I, I feel, like, my feelings get hurt. Because A, my, my dad suffers and cries a little bit, and B, it's just... It's as a Jets fan, I, I get it. Like I'm, I'm with you. You know, the Nick. You see, you had your share. I've, I've had like I've seen the name Nick Folk, and you're like, ah, yes, Broncos yes. playoffs. That's right. <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, yes, that hurts. And oh, you know, you think of the Rex Ryan years with the AF back-to-back AFC Championship games, especially they were this close to coming back against the Steelers in 2010. That will stick with me. Until the Jets go to the Super Bowl and or win it, I that will st- hurt more than anything because that was a, I was an adult at that point. But like, man, oh man, man, right, oh the man. losses the losses stick with you more as an adult. Yeah, because absolutely. you take them so personal. Take everything so personal. Yeah, like the Yankees winning in the nineties was like was great as a fa- as a kid who was like you know what I'm going to be cool like my cousins and my family and be a Yankees fan and it was like this is great. And then, like, but also having the suffering, you know, in the winter was like, you know, okay, but I got, I, at least I got the Yankees. Then as an adult, like, they won in 09, and I was like, oh, this is satisfying because, like, it's been a while. Right. You know, right. as been, an adult, been... you you could appreciate now, the wins. And, and now losses. I appreciate it more because it's been a while, and now this keeps going every year. And, you know, the unrealistic expectations of Yankees fans, especially in this area, is... Well, it's ridiculous. Good thing we have a podcast to talk about these things. Oh, yeah. I, I, have, <laughs> I, I have many feelings about that. We'll talk about Brian Cashman and whether or not he still should be the general manager of the New York. The New York Spankies. Absolutely. Is that, is that foreshadowing? Is that, is that what we're doing now? That's a that's that's a tease. I believe you guys, as you guys would call it in the business. That's that's a tease. I got it. I got it. Nice. That's it. I, le- I learned oh. quick. Uh, if if it was closer to the end of the Mets season, I'd do a whole post mortem. But there's nothing left to say. It is what it is. Baseball's done. I mean, you know, free agency's uh, upon us. But you know, uh, well, this okay. isn't, this, it's let, not like the NFL. Uh, it's let's go ahead. there. Let's so, go there. All right, let's go there. We'll go. We'll go to NFL first and touch on that. Um, big week of games uh, throughout. The, the whole week. We had some big upsets. We had some great plays. Um, and we had the playoff race kind of coming into picture a little bit more. Um, first is one that kind of got me 
interested in that. Uh, what do we think about Jeff Saturday and the Colts? Jeff Saturday for real, or is he just messing with us? We, what do we, what do we think? See, the thing about this, that this isn't him taking a job because he can take a job. The owner wanted him to take this job. I mean, this is this comes from the owner, to be honest. With you. Yeah, right. straight, from, straight from the owner. It, because they have previous coach, they have former coaches, I should say, on their staff already, specifically John Fox. And I'm, listen, you could say he's not a great coach, whatever. But to have someone who was literally coaching, what, peewee football the week before? High, high school. Yeah. He's, he had two seasons of high school football and he had... He was like eight and twenty or something. I don't know. You know, listen, it is, you, know you got to start somewhere, but I mean, you have no NFL experience, you, and you're going right to the top of the list, right to the top of the food chain on the coaching right. staff. Right. You know, you say you want to bring him in. He wants, you know, offensive line coach, running backs coach. All right, you know, it's somewhere to start. You know, I mean, I, I think it's unfair on some level to that he got an opportunity over guys that have grinded and put in the work. And, you know, I understand the argument that it from other coaches and, and commentators who've said things like, well, it's not fair that, you know, he said no to previous jobs because he didn't want to make the sacrifice. But now that he gets the big bucks and the big opportunity as a head coach, he's going to now he says, OK, I, I guess I'll do it. And is he really going to put in the time and the effort that it takes to really do the right thing? Did he get yeah. a multi-year deal, or is, he, is this just to finish out the year? He has the interim tag, so as far as we know, it's it's for now. And if he wants to continue next year, they'll talk a real contract. That's that's what it seems like to me. But I think more importantly, I think like I don't know if I'm as angry as some of these other coaches, like Rex Ryan and Herm Edwards and all these Coward. guys. You're Bill Cower lost his shit. Like you know, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I I don't know if like. If the vitriol that comes from that, like, like, okay, relax. It's it's football, you know. Yes, does the success of a team may mean economic impact on people's jobs and livelihoods for these players and and the people that work at the stadium and all the the staff and yeah, like, okay, I get that argument. Like, you know what, you can't you can't run your NFL team like that as a, and it's slightly not and it's kind of irresponsible. Sure, but. It's still football. Like at the same time, if Jim or say Mr. Billionaire wants to give this guy a job, it's he's, he can do it. And, you know, and if you don't like it, don't watch. If you don't like the Colts. There is something to be said, though, for name notoriety, though. Jeff Saturday is a legend in that organization. So ultimately, if Jim Irsay wants to go out and wants to pay him millions of dollars to be that coach and he wants to get fans in the building, they're going to they're going to pay him millions of dollars to get fans in the building. Team isn't doing well. Team is floundering a little bit. Should it have probably been John Fox? Absolutely. But on some levels, I can understand why you get a guy like Jeff Saturday to, to be the coach of the team. If at a interim level, sure. But long term, is he for real? Probably not. But they're going to ride him. You're, they're going to ride it out. You know what I mean? It's going to be all about how they finish the season. However many, however many games are left. What is it like? What is it? Not week, week, week 12 11. coming up. We're week yeah. 11. So, so what do we got? Eight, eight games left. You know, yeah, seven, eight games left. Yeah. Right. How do they? How do they finish? It, it really. Do they go three? And, right. Do they go? Do they make? Do they win two or three games? Do they win? Do they look decent in the losses? Like, you know, 
Do they look you know, better the, than the they looked? Thing, the other thing too is how are the veterans respond to this? Because you know, the guys who've been around, I'm not talking about two, three years, I'm talking about the guys who've been around, you know, eight, nine years in the league, ten years in the league. How do they respond to this? Because changing the head coach sometimes works, changing the head the head coach sometimes doesn't work. And I think you're gonna it all how those veterans treat the rest of this year is gonna be a big key if he comes back. Uh next season. I'm sure Matt Ryan to, loves in it. to how they finish. Matty Ice loving it. He got the starting uh, yeah, he, job back. He got the starting job back, yeah. I know. It's it's do crazy. You think he's going to keep it over Ellinger for the rest of the season, or do you think that's gonna be uh a debatable flaw here as the season progresses for them? I'm sure it's gonna be game by game, but I think I think for now, because they as long as they win or look competitive, he'll he'll keep the job. I think Matt's gonna Matt Ryan's going to be the starter at least until he blows it up because you need your best possible option on that field to win for the fans, for the coach, for, for everybody. You know, speaking of blowing up, what do you think about Cooper Cups? Uh, Rim, rims uh, are done. Left ankle, right ankle. I'm going to be honest with you. You, well, we wrote we wrote on our little on our rundown panic time for the Rams. I think it's been panic time for the Rams for the last couple of weeks because their offensive line is garbage. And now, without their num- without you know the Top second or third wide best wide, the second or third best wide receiver in the game not being out for the season, not being able to play, that's a big deal. You know, they're where, where are they sitting? Forgive me, where are they sitting now in terms of the standings? They are in last place in the NFC uh, West. They are, where's my standings? They are, standings, they are uh, three, right? Where is it? They're three and six. So the West is Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals, Rams. Six and four, five and four, four and six, three and six. Yeah, so they're, they're not even in the playoffs right now. So they're way out. And I think the Niners are going to go on a tear. I think. You know, here's the the other thing, too. They sold out last year and traded every draft pick until, you know, our our sons are, you know, going to be 18 years old. So, (laughs) you you know, so they sold out for the championship. And most teams do. And, you know, most teams are okay with that. But uh, you see it's coming to roost now because they're going to finish in a bad spot. And this year's draft pick is owned by some other team, whoever it is. Pick one, because right. just about every team probably has a Rams pick at this point. Yeah, it's it. That's a problem. And like they got OBJ, who didn't they didn't resign. You know, they they were weak at the skill positions. They lost Andrew Whitworth to retirement. He was a big yep. big reason they got to the Super Bowl. Won it. Von Miller you know, on defense. Von Miller, like you can't lose two captains and a skilled wide receiver who was, yeah, maybe your second or third best option, but is Odell Beckham Jr. Like you can't lose three three names out of twenty two like that and expect to compete. They've also tried to replace OBJ with Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has been a disaster. I drafted him on my year long fantasy football team. I had him. And I drafted what's his face, the running back, and uh, Cam Akers, and uh, that was a disaster. And Jonathan well, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor was the other running back I had as a keeper. He's either been great. so up and he's been so up and down, but whatever. That's that's fantasy. 
Um, I'm just looking. I'm trying to look to see at the Rams cap situation. It's disgusting. Doesn't look good. Hold on. Lost it. Overthecap.com is always good. Um, for so, all your cap needs, overthecap.com. Yeah, overthecap is no, that's I've used. Please that. sponsor us. Thank you. Yeah, please. Pay me money. I mean, right now they have they have about five million dollars, five point three million in cap space right now. They have twenty million in dead cap, ten million on the interest reserve. So, you know. There's not much room. I mean, let's see. At the end of this year, oh, they're they're so done. They can't sign anybody. They're gonna. They won't be able to sign anybody next year because they only have six. I mean, they'll have to manufacture cap space, you, you, you but like, they're funny? not gonna get more than ten or eleven million in cap. You know, it's funny. We always say that about teams about cap space, and somehow they manage to get it done. Well, because, one of the things that they can do is they could they could re- they restructure contracts by giving signing bonuses. Oh and yeah, so, so like they they and they just stretch out their cap hits, you know, in different ways. That gives them the flexibility. They also and have, they cut uh, and they cut people. They cut people and eat. They say, "Well, your thirty million dollar contract, I'll eat the twelve million and you know, in dead money." That's they have to do it. Right. Like to, like next year. Let's see. I'm looking at their cap next year. Yeah, like if they, they're not cutting Aaron Donald, but like they could cut, <laughs> they could cut yeah, Alan Robinson. Now that dead cap, that would be eight million. That would not be a savings if they cut. They restructure. They could restructure for next year. I mean, they're probably they'll probably restructure, restructure Donald. They'll probably restructure. Cup. They'll save. Say they could Ram, restructure and save Ramsey, six million on them. Leonard Floyd. Right. So like, there's there's flexibility there, but like, they're not going to be like Stafford is not the kind of quarterback that carries you. He's not Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You know, he's not that level and not that. So it's they're gonna they're not they were a flame in and flame out real quick. I'm telling you right now that that yeah, because they they, they went for it. They went for it and they got it. So now it's time to pay the piper. Yeah. So yeah. going moving on, uh, do you guys feel more impressed with the Packers or more disappointed with the Cowboys after that OP game? As a Giants fan, I'm a little biased. Okay. But the Packers aren't that good. The Cowboys should have won that game. That's my opinion. I don't read. I agree I with that. Hear that. I hear that. I can. I can. I can buy that. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll buy what you're selling there. Um, you know. I mean, they had their the, the the Packers wide receiver had his coming out party, but you know, all year they haven't been good. And you know, I I is, think this is a catapult for the Packers to be better. I think this starts to get them on the. All right, we're going to win more games than we lose for the rest of the way. Streak, like I think they're better than what they're going to be better than what they've shown, just because it's unfamiliar team. It's all these players, you know. Aaron Rodgers had one foot out the door, and he right. was like, "Aha, J.K., I gotta pretend I'm a good teammate again." And like, it probably took them a long time to like for them to say, "Oh, he's he's still invested," and he probably 
emotionally, I don't think he's invested anymore. But he's he's like, I got to try because I can't just I can't just pretend to walk through the regular season and and say and like get twelve wins by accident anymore. Like that's not happening. I, I hear you. I think that NFC North is completely weak this year. You have the you know the Lions who are what three and six. You have yeah. the uh. I believe that Chicago Bears are also three and six. They might be two and seven. Correct me if I'm wrong. They are three and seven. So Bears are three and seven. Lions are three and six. Packers are four and six. Vikings are eight and one. Right. But I think they're a fake easy eight and one. I don't think they're. I even with the win over the Bills, I don't think they're that good. But your strongest team there is the is the uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, You can make a case that Chicago Bears. should have pulled out more wins than they actually have at, at there. They played close games, but realistically, the Packers are the second best team in that division. They have receivers by committee before this year. You know, it, it, you were relying on Alan, uh, Alan Lazard and you're hoping that he was going to be your number one. It hasn't turned out that way. Uh, you look at guys like Dobbs, you look at guys like Christian Watson. Um, you hope Sammy Watson was going to give you more than he has. He hasn't. Right. Uh, you know, you know, you look at Aaron Jones, you, you, you thought Aaron Jones was going to give you more. You thought that, uh, what AJ Dillon was going to give you more. They just haven't. Um, on defense, Jair Alexander can talk a big game. He, he fluctuates between whether he's going to shut somebody down or whether he's just going to run his mouth the whole, the whole game. He's it's, no, he's no Revis. He's no, he's not, but he's not a shutdown. It, it's an inconsistent team that, to your point, I think that they thought they could sleep through the division and they can sleep through, you know, right. the, the NFC North and hope that they get to the playoffs. And it, it hasn't worked out that way. Uh, Minnesota, for all intents and purposes, has gotten better. I think that the Bears will probably be there in, in a year or two. I think you got to get Justin Fields some help. That man needs a needs a line and that mean that man How good do we think Justin Fields is compared to the quarterbacks now in his age bracket? Do we think he's better than Jalen Hurts? As good as Jalen Hurts. What do you think? I think if you switch both of them, I think Justin Fields is a better quarterback. I think Justin Fields in that system is probably a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I would I, I would agree with that too. No, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's interesting to me. Do you like, do you think he's the next Lamar Jackson or is he better? Like, does he have a better skill set than Lamar Jackson? Worse in some ways? Like, I, cause I think Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, I think in two years, Lamar Jackson's fizzling out because I don't think his play style is going to last. And, you know, that's always my fear with the running quarterback is not that it's a, it's a flash in the pan. I think people forgot about the skill set that Justin Fields brought into the league when he was drafted. Justin Fields was a 6'2", 6'3", quarterback running a 4'2", who could bomb a ball out 70 yards, who won damn near every game in high school and won what amounts to about 47 games, 48 games while at Ohio State. The man was untouchable. He was a Heisman candidate. The man short of Alabama, he probably would have walked away with two national titles. People forget how good that man really was. He came to the league. He got 
crap. He was a star. He was a stud. He got thrown into a horrible situation in Chicago. He's made it work, but it's the Justin Fields experience with everybody on backup base in Chicago. No, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's you're not giving him any anything to work with. You know, what did he have last week? He had three touchdowns in the air, two on the ground. Like, you know, he's, he's got to do it all. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Chase Claypool and Daryl Mooney, that ain't it. You got to get him a number one receiver. You got to get some help. Well, we'll see what they do in the offseason because I think ultimately the Bears, at least for now, are in that honeymoon phase of, okay, we got our guy. We think now let's put an line around him. Let's get some skill position players around him. Let's get him a real running back, a real number one, a good tight end. Let's get him a good tackle or, you know, two and see where the ships fall when it comes to let's let's draft around this guy and sign a couple free agents, see what happens. But yeah, the, no, Bears, the Bears would be smart and the Bears would be in a much better position if they follow the same blueprint that the Dolphins have had for Tua Tagovailoa. If they draft intelligently, they put a left tackle around him, they put skill position players around him, that team will turn around a lot quicker than you think. But Yeah, Tua I think it was really smart what Miami did with Tua and getting Tyree Kill, I think, put them over the top this year. Until actually him him and Waddle are a dangerous combination. You see it every week. No, hundred percent. Not to go, not to go back to what we were talking about about the Packers, but I looked up something interesting. Mm-hmm. Next year, he, they, he's either playing for the Packers or he's retiring because they can't cut him and they can't trade him because his dead cap is ninety nine million. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I so, mean he could restructure, but like he's not could restructure, but he, but, but it's still not, you, that, you, not that money. Right, your dead cap hit is bad. You know, is is detrimental. That's half the cap. Yeah, cut him. Yeah, they won't cut him. They'll they they and they can't they can't trade him unless he agrees to be traded. And they're they're gonna want second round. Like they're gonna want high. They're gonna want what they can't have. Yeah, they're not gonna get first and second round picks for him at his age. No, you know, and his cap hit. Like it's it's not it's not happening. No, absolutely. So. Just, I just wanted to throw that in there. I, I heard it. I didn't believe it. I had to look it up. I just thought nice. it was insane. Very much appreciated, man. No, yeah, that's uh, good. So, in speaking of quarterbacks, though, Pat Mahomes is having a year. He is – he's still that dude. Like, he is untouchable. That team is looking like tender again. Um I didn't think Juju Smith-Schuster was going to come back into or come back into the fold as like a top flight receiver again, but he's, he's built something there with, with Mahomes there. Kelsey still Travis Kelsey, like that, that team's going to fly, man. Like that team's going to be a top contender that AFC. You would think that losing Tyreek Hill would slow down the offense. And in the beginning of the season, I kind of thought it did. But then they kind of found their stride again. They're literally they're literally leading the league in points. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, they're the top scoring offense in the right. league. So, you know, go figure. Right now, Pat Mahomes is going to eclipse 
his MVP season. Stat-wise, yards-wise, touchdown-wise, he's going to to eclipse it. He's a bad dude. He's a bad man. He's a bad, bad man. Do you think they take out the the Bills though in the in the AFC? They could. It's, I honestly I, see I, the way the way the Bills lost last week and they lost to the Jets. I don't. The Bills, the the mystique of the Bills going straight to the Super Bowl is kind of you know being tested you know right in front of our eyes. They they it, it, they have to go four and zero in December. Like they have to win four out of the next five games. Shut everybody up. Like right the ship. They have to go out and and like. They have to wrestle control of the AFCs back for me to say. You're talking about the Bills, right? Yeah, the Bills. In order for me to say that, because you know, right now their next their next three games, they have the Browns in Snowpocalypse apparently this week. They've got the Lions, and then they've got the Patriots, and then they got the Jets. So Jets I mean, Dolphins back to back. Jets Dolphins back to back. Those are going to be tough weeks. I think they're going to go three and zero in their next three games. But how do they look? If they look dominant, especially against the, the the Patriots, then you'll sit there and go, "Okay, all right." You know, now you you know maybe maybe you're okay. Now you're you're nine and three. You know, and you're probably in second place in the AFC East. You're probably you know stride for stride with Kansas City. But tell me how it is. Are they eleven and three? Or ten and four after playing Jets Dolphins, you know, are they getting to twelve wins? You know, how do they look in the last few, in the last you know four, five games of the season? Jets Dolphins Bears Bengals Patriots. Like, do they smack everybody around? Like, they it's winnable. It's you know bang, outside of the Bengals and the Dolphins and and the Jets to you know a certain extent as you know those are going to be tough you know you know divisional games. They got a four divisional games in the last you know in in, a, in the last. Two months, like it's going to be a lot. I not so fast. I think, so and fast. and you can, can go ahead and you can can disagree with me, but I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that Lions game is a trap game. Lions historically go out and play their asses off on Thanksgiving. They're going to lose that game. Bills are going to if they lose that game. So if they, you think they will we'll play a little win loss win loss. So you think they'll they'll. Win, beat the Browns, lose the Lions. They beat the Pats. All right, so they're eight and four. That's not good enough. And then I think they split. And then I think they split the next two games, like with the Jets. Nine, nine, nine and five. Nine, nine and five, five for three games left. Uh, you know, they'll probably beat the Bears, the Bengals. How do they look? Is Jamar Chase back at that point? You would think so. I mean, yeah. that's two months from now. Yeah. And then they end the season with the Patriots. You know, do the Patriots want to play spoiler? You know, Bill Belichick would love nothing more to derail the division. Well, you know? the the the, pa- pa- the Patriots. There's an outside chance that the that all we were talking about this before that the all four teams can make the playoffs in both the, playoffs. the AFC East and the in the NFC East. More likely in the AFC East. Crazy. Um, which is nuts, but that's the seventeen playoff. That's what you get. Um, yeah, I could see them being a wild card weekend team. I could see them dropping to that level. I could see them also winning the division. I could see them like taking back smoke in the Dolphins, beating the Pats twice, maybe losing to the Jets. You know, hey, knock on wood, hopeful. Um, but I could see them winning. You know, winning. I could see them doing that, and I could see them. 
losing in the first round. Like it's they are beatable. They are eminently and uh, and definitely beatable. The Vikings showed us that, and boy, do they make a lot of mistakes. I think they're a little they they got a little bit you know on high and said, oh look at us, we're we're the Bills, we're we're really good, and they got a little overconfident. So maybe they got knocked down a peg. We'll see. <laughs> so ne- touched on the Bills, but uh, you guys brought up a good point though. Um, AFC East is looking really strong. NFC East is looking just that strong. Are both divisions the best divisions in the NFL this year? I I say based purely on record, they are. I think the AFC East is very balanced top to bottom. I don't think, I don't think anyone, I think the Patriots being the worst team of the four, but it's the, the gap between the best team and the worst team in the AFC East is is we're seeing is a little bit they're all tight i think and the same is true with the the nfc east i think but i don't see as big of flaws in any of the afc east teams as i do in the nfc east teams like i think i could dissect the eagles and say well you saw what their flaw is now when they played the commanders on monday night you saw what where their shortcoming is and it's based on their their personnel and like what style of play they have to play. And if they can't run the ball effectively enough and they don't put the ball in Miles Sanders hands, the whole whole offense falls apart. Then they can't score. They can't put 30 points up. And I mean, that's, and that's true for like the jets too, but the it's, it's very apparent that they are a feast or famine offense, you know, Cowboys is Dak really an elite quarterback? No, I don't think so. I think Dak is, is, Tony Romo 2.0 with with legs, you know, but but he's not going to run as much anymore because of his injury. So, like, you know, I I think they're great defense, but, you know, their their offense is left leaves a lot to be desired. Giants, their offense leaves a lot more to be desired than even that. They're deep. They play hard. Daniel Jones is gritty. They have Saquon Barkley is carrying that team. And they have no wide receivers, but the defense for the Giants pretty they're playing pretty good. well. Playing well, they're yeah. good. They're not statistically, you'd say they're middle of the pack, but they're playing good. And Commanders play hard for Ron Rivera. I, you know, surprisingly, Taylor the Taylor Heineke show just keeps coming back for more. It's like Jesus, how does it keep happening? So well, I think the NFC East is they're both tight when it comes to the best and the worst in the division, but I think the NFC East has a lot more the teams in the NFC East have a lot more flaws that are apparent and will prevent them from doing well in the playoffs, which I, whereas I think the AFC East teams don't have as many flaws. I tend to agree with that. You know, all season long, I've been asking my question, how good are the Giants really? Are they really seven and two good? I mean, you know, you go back to, you know, old school thoughts. Well, you're, you are what your record says you are and they're seven and two, but if they're down by more than 14 points, do you trust them to be able to throw their way out of a snare, out of a, out of a, uh, a deficit? And honestly, the answer is no, because no, definitely. You saw it against um, who was it? The Seahawks. They couldn't throw the ball because they don't have a top-flight receiver. Now, don't get me wrong; they're getting it done, but you know, I don't trust them in a big spot. You know, it's the Saquon show, and I understand that's why he's the guy. But you need to throw the ball in this in, in the NFL in 2022. It's 
That's what the rules are geared for. That's what everything's geared for. Right. You need to throw the ball, and they don't have anyone that you can say for sure, all right, I trust this guy in this spot to get it done. Where Offense do is down this year, though, interestingly enough. Because- 100%, but they're, they're down. Daniel Jones has only had, I want to say, one game of over 200 yards. No, I know, I know. Go ahead, Kev. Where do you think Saquon is in the MVP race, though? Like, do you uh, think that he he's is? In, he's in it. He's in it, but here's here's what I'll say. The MVP in the NFL, it, the MVP award is a quarterback award. He's in contention for Offensive Player of the Year. That's the other position's MVP, if you will. He'll probably get Comeback Player of the Year, provided he doesn't get hurt. And then he might, I'd say he's probably in the running for Offensive Player of the Year. MVP, that'd be a great story, but it's a quarterback. It's, you know, That's Patrick hard. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, you know, the usual suspects. But I agree with you there. I think it's Mahomes' uh, MVP award to lose at this point. Uh, right. Which is why, and, and it's it's kind of like the Heisman now in college. It's very rare that a non-quarterback. So the MVP is the quarterback award. The offensive player of the year is the skill position, if you will. So I think, I won't say that he's not in the MVP race, but it's offensive player of the year. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and you know, you don't forget Tua and Lamar Jackson too. Like, right, of course. And, and again, uh, you know, they, if you want to break but down, that's what I'm saying. Like, Tua is more likely to get it than Saquon Barkley. Right. That and like I said, and, and who did we say? And who did you bring up? You wrote up two more quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. So that that's all I'm saying about that. If he's going to win the award, it's going to be comeback player and offensive player of the year. Moving divisions is the NFC South really that bad? Does it suck yeah. that much? Yes. Sure looks that way. You know, I just said the Giants are 7-2, and two, and are they really that good? Well, the record says they are. Well, look at the NFC South. Records are not that great. The, the, the first-place team is 500. Everyone else is, is, is under. So what does that tell you? Well, but do we think Tampa Bay is going to go on a tear and a run here? I, I certainly think they're going to finish stronger than they started. But do you think they're still? I still think ultimately they're a first round exit. Um, I would tend to agree with that. I'm just trying to let me see the upcoming schedule. Schedule the Tampas Falcons. I mean, Falcons are only game behind them, and so they're on the bye this week. So they don't play again until the 27th. They gotta. They still gotta play. Browns, their, their next games are the Browns, the Saints, the Niners, Bengals, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. So they could beat the Browns. Tom Brady played well against the Saints since he's come to Tampa. So, you know, that's a Monday night game, uh, December 5th. Is that Monday? No, that's Sunday night. That's a Sunday night game. That's, uh, that's a Sunday night game, primetime game. You know, no, no, it's mon- December fifth. That's Monday night. That's that Monday. is a Monday. I'm sorry. Is it Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday night. So, but again, regardless, was Sunday, Saturday, whatever. He doesn't play well. He hasn't played well against the Saints. You know, what kind of 49ers team is he going to be playing the next week? Again, the Bengals. I mean, we're looking way ahead, but you know, they were they've been playing well the last couple of weeks, and they keep it up. I don't know. Are they or were they 
or they use too much energy to try and maintain this? I think that's fair. I think it's a fair assessment. And I also think it's that... Mistaken. Yeah, I think I, I Falcons, you know, Falcons could wait a couple of games and all of a sudden going, oh, what's going on here? You know, like, you know, the fighting Marcus Mariotas, you know, so. So then who do you guys think, based on all we just said, then who do you guys think are your dark horse wild teams and uh, wild card teams in each league then? Let's see. I'd probably say. Not that they're a dark horse, but like I think the Bengals, if they put it together, will go can go far again. They basically brought back most of the team and they started out they had a Super Bowl hangover. But I think they actually I don't know if they'll get back, but I think they could they could sneak in they could sneak in and on up on a couple of teams and get to an AFC championship game for sure. Um, I don't think the Titans are going to go far. I don't think anyone from the AFC West outside of the Chiefs is going to make the playoffs this year. So, you know, Chargers are not that good this year. You know, Broncos are not going to Broncos are not going anywhere, obviously. So it's like, you know, eh, I don't know. I think I think if you, you know, I think your only option is to say, you know, can the Jets be a dark horse? I, I guess at this point, although they're, you know, you know, the Jets well, just, are, the, are the Bengals, I think at this point, and they're, no one's talking about the Ravens. No one's talking about the Ravens and right. they, they're going to win the, the North, but what are they going to do? Right. Look at just looking at the, all right. So you have the three division, the four division winners. I'm sorry. So you have the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Ravens and the Titans as it stands right now. So there's your four division winners. Correct. You can't tell me the Jets and Bills aren't going to make the playoffs. Right. Bengals? Kevin about one spot. Well, right now, right if season ends today, it's Chiefs, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, Jets, right. Bills, Pats in the playoffs. Right. So there you go. So, that, that, you know, who, who are you taking out of there? You know, Maybe sub out the Pats. Can they sustain this? Pats, I don't Pats, know. It's Pats, Chargers, and Bengals are your seven, eight, nine. So, you know, again, we're only you know most teams have played not you know nine or ten games at this point. So there's still a lot of games to be played, and they're gonna the AFC East. I think unless the chips fall where they may, or you get a, a tie somewhere, I think they're gonna beat up on each other. And so I think the Pats are going to get kicked out of the of the race when all is said and done. I agree with um, that. But I the the Chargers or the Bengals have to really turn it on for me to say they're going to definitely the, the Bengals less so because I think they're more talented. But like a team like the Chargers really has to turn it on, and I think they still have games against. I still they they still have a game against. They're playing the Chiefs this week. And then they have to play. They don't have to play the Chiefs again, but they have to play Cardinals, Raiders. They have to play the Dolphins, the Titans, Colts, Rams, and Broncos. That's that's their total schedule. So you know they're gonna. Sp- I, but I think they're gonna go five hundred in the in the rest of the West rest of the way. And that's whoop de do. Like that's right. you know ten and seven. You know nine and eight. 10 and 7 that's not get 10 and 7 may get you in but it may not there may be a couple of 10 and 7 teams you know i don't think they're going to i don't i don't know i don't know who that is in the nfc you know i think dark horse 
maybe, you know, can the Packers be a dark horse? I guess. Probably. Uh, That's probably Packers, Falcons. Falcons aren't going to get in unless they win that division. That's what I'm saying. I really don't like it. So the Eagles are definitely in winning the division. The Seahawks are Seahawks 49ers are, you know, neck and neck for that race. Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks is your four division winners, followed by Giants, Cowboys, and 49ers, five, six, and seven in the wild cards. It's crazy. crazy. If the Cardinals don't get in, do you fire Cliff Kingsbury? I'll be honest with you, I might. I'd get rid of him. Because how many times are you going to underachieve? Kyler wanted his money. He got his money. He wanted his coach. He got his coach. What's the problem? You got to... Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was suspended for, what was that, six games? But, I mean, what what's the problem with this team? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they lost to the Chiefs to start the season. They beat the Raiders, but they lost to the Rams, and that's embarrassing at this point. The Rams are bad. They beat the Panthers. They lost the Eagles. Made sense. If they beat the Seahawks, would we be saying something differently? Maybe. Beat the Saints. Lost to the Vikings. That's understandable. They lost to the Seahawks again. They, you know, you got to split. You got to go one and one against your division opponents. At least you can't lose to the Seahawks, who are not a world-beating team. There's, you know, it's Geno Smith. I mean, shit. Like, you know, it's Geno right. Smith. Come on. So you're talking about comeback player of the years earlier. Geno Smith's on that list. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. Like, he, like he's depending on how far they take it. Depending on how far they take it and how far they go, like can you really call the vision leader a, a dark horse team though? Like currently, like the Seahawks are the are leading that division, but can you really call them a dark horse? Should I, should I pull up the fa- favorites to win the Super Bowl at this point? Like, you know. Can, I, can you do that? I mean, like you probably you know? could. You get some you, if you if you're gonna look at futures bets, you could probably get something. But, but how how wild does that trade now look? Like I, I've said this in confidence to a couple of people off the off the pod, but I don't know if people really realize just how much of a good coach Pete Carroll is comparatively. People thought Pete Carroll was the problem in Seattle. Turns out he wasn't the problem. It was Russ all along. And Russ well, that's the thing. And people have said that, like, I can't believe that we we all sided with Russ. And he went to the Broncos, got his money, and now what happened? Because everyone's annoyed the Broncos before the season. Well, they're just a quarterback away. I think Pete Carroll's as good of a coach as Bill Belichick. I think Ooh. I think Ooh, it's, I, I, it's sizzling, sizzling. I I Ooh. have thought this since I watched the Seahawks beat the Peyton Manning Colts in that Super Bowl here in New York. I said that man coached his ass off in the most important game of the season and beat down a team like no other coach has ever beat down a team in the Super Bowl, at least in my lifetime, and beat down a top five of all time quarterback who never gets outsmarted and he couldn't even he's Peyton could not dissect that defense the entire game. He was he was flummoxed, he was outsmarted, he was outcoached and he was and Peyton Manning, that doesn't happen to Peyton Manning, but it happened to him in that game. So, you know, 
I'm just saying. I'll tell you one thing. You set the tone off the off the. If we're going to bring up that game right off the first snap was a safety, you know, right out of the back of the end zone. So we set the thing. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't his day. It wasn't Peyton's day. It wasn't the Broncos' day. That that game, I 100 percent was not their day. But it it just that to me, I my takeaway from that was. P. Carroll should be given more respect than he, he's given. It, when and when we talk about the best coaches in the NFL, he doesn't get quite enough respect. He gets a lot, I know, but not enough. Arthur wanting to put some respect on P. Carroll's name. I like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I, I got no love loss for you know, I, I you know his tenure with New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just he's, think he. I, I I have a bad, not a bad taste with Pete Carroll. I just. I didn't like how he left USC, and then like a week later, all that stuff came out about, you know, oh, yeah. sanctions that they got, and it's like, oh yeah, of course you left. Is Pete Carroll a opportunistic, you know? Yeah, but what NFL like coach? What NFL coach is? And to be honest with you, that's my point. That's that's, yeah, that's I mean, what I've always said. Look at Jimbo oh. Fisher. Look at look at Saban. Look at all of them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, no, 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 I'm not saying that's a good reason. I'm just saying that's you know that's my reason. See, like nah, Nick Saban to me will never. Nick Saban is a great college coach. He's not a great football coach. Pete Carroll is a great football coach because he did. He he won a Super Bowl. He won national championships in college. Like he he's a he's a people person. I think more than he even an X's and O's coach. But damn, he's a good X's and O's coach, and he's and he's a better people person than the Bill Belichick tree in school of football. I mean, it works. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I think it's, there's something to be said connecting with your players on a human level. And Bill just doesn't do it in the same way. And say, and which that's where Saban gets it from. Just doesn't do it in the same way. As a Dolphins fan, Nick Saban is dead. Well, that's beside the point. Oh, you want, you want live odds from, from FanDuel Sportsbook on Super Bowl favorites, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so we got the in the in order. Um, I'm gonna right, I'm gonna ask a question in in terms of rank. Where do we think the Vikings fall in terms of like first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth? Where do we think now? They fall? Is this is this start of the season or is this current? This is current. Vikings this is are live. Here. John. Uh, I'm gonna say they're probably like tenth. They are fifth at plus eleven hundred. Fifth, huh? Plus, so Kevin Kevin wins today's award for guessing guessing the trivia. Yeah, this is so right. you, got, you got Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Vikings. See, I don't uh, think the 49ers are that good. I think they're gonna go. I think Vegas knows something. I think they know they're gonna go and they're gonna win that NFC West. I'm telling you right now, I think they're gonna win it. I think they're gonna go on the classic post Thanksgiving. We're going six and zero, you sons of bitches, and we're going to win this division. I'm telling you. Do we really believe that much in Christian McCaffrey, though? I'm not. I'm not saying it's CMC. This is the source of it. I think he's a part of it. I just think it's they're just putting their money on. That's the team that's going to do that thing. They are one. Gorgeous hamstring away from gorgeous. Oh, terrible, terrible one, sec, one sexy, sexy man hammy away. Yeah, they were one, one sexy man hammy from blowing out, and their whole season to be a broom. Like that, that's the reality of it. Interesting. Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins, and Bucks are your next four. Um, 
all under plus 2,000 for odds. Look, I, would, I would love the Dolphins to make the Super Bowl. That ain't happening, bro. Like that, that's just I mean, not- it's not out of the realm of possibility this year, though. It's not likely, but it's not impossible by any stretch. We don't have the defense, man. And I'm more concerned about Tua learning how to slide than I am about them getting into the playoffs. I, I don't think Tua is your long – I don't think Tua is a, a real long-term solution at quarterback. I think he's he's the Chad Pennington of our generation. Chad, he's Chad Pennington. He's a lefty Chad Pennington. A lefty Top-rated passer in the league. All stats have him rated as first. So one of my fo- – we going back to at the beginning of our conversation, one of my fondest memories as a Jets fan is the, I believe, what was the score of – 2003 Jets Colts 2003 playoff game, uh, the shutout. What was the what was that score? I believe it was 41 nothing. Yes, 41 nothing. Chad Chad Pennington destroyed Peyton Manning and like Peyton Manning still to this day Peyton Manning's worst playoff loss. So not still to this day. It was just his entire career at this point. Still the worst thing. So yeah, no. The Chad Pennington didn't tear a damn rotator cuff. Maybe we would have had a better chance, but I don't know. I digress. So, yeah. So those are uh, those are your uh, Super Bowl odds, your live Super Bowl odds for uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Speaking of Chad Pennington and and bringing this full circle to us all being fathers and having kids that are, you know, extremely young and crying at Pennington. eleven o'clock. Chad Pennington's son is a quarterback right now at the University of Marshall. Well, Marshall University. He is the starting quarterback at Marshall. Paul Pennington, 6'2", 207 at Marshall. Oh, my God. How old do you feel now? Pretty old. Uh, See, well, think about it. Even in baseball, Vlad Guerrero Jr., you know, both. I I remember Vlad Guerrero as like a middle. That's that's what I mean. Like, you know, Bo Bichette, Dante Bichette's kid. Uh, Who else? Fernando Tatis. Yeah, Fernando, Fernando Tatis. Tatis. You know, I Fernando Tatis like being a utility infielder. Uh, <laughs> Al Leiter, Al Leiter's kid, I think is uh, he's still in college, but he's pretty much on the fast track, fast track to be drafted. Well, here, here am I, and I'm like. Oh, DK Metcalf is pretty good. I didn't realize his dad was like a center in the NFL for 15 years. I didn't really. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Roger Roger Clemens' son. Had no idea his dad was a Roger Clemens' son. Phil Nevin's son. Uh, who else? Mike. Remember Mike Cameron? Yep, a lot yeah. of these guys. Daz Daz Cameron it was born Wednesday. It was born January fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven. He uh, uh, he made his debut in September twenty twenty with Detroit Tigers. Wow, there you go. wild, wild list. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we have a game tomorrow, fellas. Uh, tomorrow we got the, the Titans against the Packers. Um, four and six Packers at the six and three, uh, rather, uh, six and three Titans at the four and six Packers. 
can't Titans cover Christian Watson because Artie couldn't cover his bet? Uh, it hurts. It still burns. My wallet is still on fire. If Kristen knew how much money I spent on, on sports gambling, she'd laugh at me and say, that's Jackson's college fund you're, you're spending money on right now. Not really. Not really. I, I, sh- I should joke. I am a I am a mostly responsible gambler. Mostly. Sometimes, mostly. Like, I'm 95% there. I'm, I'm good. I could save a couple of bucks, but I'm all right. I'm, it's all discretionary. No, there's no savings... There's no savings account money going into that. So we're 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 still good. We're still responsible. You're no credit card, and it's fine. Oh God, the you know the, the fact that they accept credit cards, I think is is the dumbest thing, because you're just you're asking. Well, you not in New York. Not in New York. It's only it's debit card only. Oh, that's so right. That's right. So it's either checking account or debit card only or gift cards. Like you know, gift cards. Well, well, no, their gift card. Like you have to right. buy their gift card and redeem it. That's right. That's right. I know what I'm getting, John, for for Christmas this year. I wouldn't hate it. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, be honest with you, I wouldn't hate it's, it. It's a, it's a good gift. It's useful. So, what do we all think, boys? Do you think the Packers are going to win this game, or do we, we ride in that? I think Henry? I think Packers are home, right? right. So, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take the Packers, and if we want odds. I had the odds on this pulled up on Sunday. Yeah, was just, actually, that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> so, I, I was, was going to ask if you if you're going to take the over or the under on this game. That's exactly so where Packers, I was going. Packers. Most of the online sports books have it. Packers minus three or three and a, minus three and a half. With they have the hook. Um, uh, I would t- I would take even at three and a half. I would take I would take them. I would say well, the minus the Packers minus three at home basically means it's, it's a coin flip. Yeah, it's pretty even. Yeah. So they're they're Packers being hot right now. I mean, you could probably I would I would probably be okay with taking the three three and a half. They're they think the Titans are vastly overrated. Over under is forty one. Another interesting. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. You're you're getting minus one ten on both, so it's you're getting even money on on the over under, and you're getting minus one seventy six for just taking the money line on the Packers plus one forty eight on the Titans. So yeah, not not a lot of value money line. Not a lot of value, but value, but not no value, not nothing either. It's it's not as much of a coin flip as you think. It's right. They're giving they're they're giving Packers a decent odds to win this game. So I think the Packers win. I, I think the Packers win. I think they win by they, I think they win by a touchdown. You said over under is at 41? 41 yeah, even. 41 even, which is rare. I think the Packers win by a touchdown and I think they they it's an over. Thursday night sloppy games, you know. Somebody's gonna break off at well, sixty. The prize, see the thing, the trend this year, primetime unders are like doing insanely well. Yeah, right. primetime games have gone under Thurs- just about Thurs- every time. But Thursday night football is usually chaos. a garbage fire. Right, it's chaos. So I like to th- right. what so, I think so about I it. Hate, I don't hate that under. Forty one. No, I, it's your under is your value. It. It's fine. It's no, you could totally see this being a you know a twenty one seventeen game. Right. 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 Right, you could. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, that's where I'm. I'm twenty-one seventeen Packers, twenty-four 
2417 Packers, somewhere in that neighborhood. You know, that's it's gonna that's why the line is forty uh, the over under is forty one. So we're already in it. So we're already in it, so let's move forward. Uh that will open up the slate of games for this week. Uh games this week, we're just gonna go through them. Uh I have Bears, Falcons. What do you guys like? Mm, Bears, Falcons. At Atlanta. Bears visiting Atlanta. Another coin flip game. Another coin flip game. They're Falcons minus three on most of the books. I would say I would take I would take the home team on that one too. Yeah, I'd probably take the home team there. Uh can the Falcons contain Justin Fields after that? You know, after seeing what he did last week, maybe. No, no, but I he's still young. He's gonna be inconsistent. So you're not gonna guarantee that he's gonna throw two touchdowns, run for another, and throw two fifty and run for a hundred yards. Like those Lamar Jackson like stats are not going to be consistent yet. Yeah, um, but do he can do it, but I can't guarantee he's always going to do it. But you're putting Justin Fields on turf in a dome. Meh. It should be a good game. The over under is forty nine and a half. You could easily see that game going. I'll over. take the. I'll take yeah, the over. That over. You pick the over on that game and you, you ride yeah, that. I slapped the over hard. Uh, uh, Bills Browns. Panthers Ravens? Oh, Panthers Ravens. Oh, yeah, we got your list. Okay, Panthers Ravens. Take a guess what the line is on this one, Kevin. Uh, I'm, not, I'm looking at it, so I'm not going to say. Kevin, what do you think the line on this game is? And I'll, 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 <laughs> big. I, I wouldn't want to venture a guess, but it, it's it's going to be astronomical. It's Ravens are favored minus thirteen, which is insane. Cool. That's, I, I always hate double digit spreads. I don't touch double. I don't touch double digit spreads. You couldn't pay me. I would not put that in like in a. Honestly, in a, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna put a bet on that game, I'd probably throw something on the Panthers plus thirteen and just hope for the best. Just hope to. Yep. Just hope if you got, to yeah, if I had to bet the line, I'd, I'd always, I take the, I take the, the underdog in that one, and, you know, Panthers are getting plus five twenty, like. In terms of the money line, like that's yeah, you throw something, you just throw something small on it. You throw five bucks, and you you say maybe they upset, maybe they it's a wacky game, and you make ridiculous money for the uh, Panthers. PJ Walker, PJ Walker. No, no. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I think Is they brought Baker back. I thought it was. I thought PJ was the guy for the whole year. Who was starting for? If yeah, it was there's... P.J. Walker, I feel more confident about that bet. If it's uh, Baker Mayfield, hell no. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> if it's Baker, Baker Mayfield that... to start a quarterback for the Ravens. So, Sam well, Darnold might, is his backup. Maybe I might take uh, the Ravens. Then, I, then I take those 13, yeah. Then, then, yeah, then I take that, that minus 13. Yeah. It's either that or they put you, throw the, you throw the th- minus 13 into like a teaser and tease it down to like, you know, make it like minus six, you know, something like that. So, yeah, you know, do like put, a, or you do like an alternative spread on one. Right. Of the yeah. You, yeah. Put like, you know, Ravens minus eight, something like that. Tease it down. It's not, it's not going to, it's going to be no value doing a bet that way. No, that's yeah. why you put it in a big, in a, you know, a six or seven leg teaser, six or seven points. Something absurd. I love those long, those multi leg teasers. They're ridiculous. They're so yeah. Well, I would have had one if the fa- if the uh, the, the, Phil- if the Eagles, it, the fucking Phil- Philadelphia it. Eagles, decided to keep the streak alive. I I get really scared with undefeated teams after on the NFL after like six or seven weeks 
I get scared betting on them to do to do wins. I understand the, the champagne is flowing in uh, in Miami though. Yeah, <laughs> once again, seventy-two Dolphins. Happy head. Dolphins are still uh, still undefeated. Next, uh, we have next game: Browns and Bills. Browns Bills. Browns Bills. Uh, of another kind of large line. Bills favored on most books minus eight or seven and a half on on the others. I, I got seven and a half. Seven and a half on FanDuel, eight on DraftKings, Caesars, and MGM. Um, oh, I should change this to New York. But yeah. yeah, it's uh, I me. I'm taking again. If I have to pick this game and I don't want to touch it, uh, I take the Browns in this game. To cover the the seven to cover the eight or the seven and a half. Bills on a two game slide. Bills on a two game slide. Snow. It's November. It's getting cold. It's getting shitty. Got to run the ball. Browns at least could hand it off 30, 32 times and keep it, you know, to a 17 14 game. You know, I could yeah, see I'd, that. I'd you, probably get the under in this too. Right. I take the under and I take the I take the points with the Browns and just say they'll they'll cover. They won't, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll stay. They'll keep it close, and you know, I'll take the points. Right. So, uh, Washington Commanders, the Commies, and the Red Scare uh, in their end zone versus the Houston Texans. <laughs> I did not know this, John. Kevin told me this before we started that the the Commanders have a their end zone section, like the black hole for the Raiders, is yeah. the Red Scare. I did, not, I did not know this. That is fucking disturbing. What is are wrong they, with like, people? Do they, are they just that unself, like not self-aware? Like, do they just... <laughs> does, does Dan Snyder rub off on them? Like, they just don't just, care. I, they don't just don't care. care. I, I think they're fully self-aware. I think they just don't care. Something like, wrong with all of these leaning right into it, like... Well, if we're gonna go down with the ship, we're going I guess down. if you're gonna do it, just do it. Like... Yeah, it's going to be the villain to it, bro. If I'm going to be the bad guy in this story, I'm really going to be right. It's going to be the bad guy. Be the bad guy. Like, commit to the wall. Um, Aside from all that, I think Washington wins this game. Three and a half. I could, yeah, three three and a half. Three or three and a half. I'm seeing, yeah. Nah, Washington wins this game, especially after short week coming off short week Monday night. Good win. I, I they could have a letdown. Texans play tough. Lovey Smith always has them playing tough, but um, it's the they're Texans. no good though. Texans are no Texans, good, but it's the Texans. They're no good. So yeah. they might only they might squeak by with like you know, you know, twenty to fourteen or something. You know, kicking a bunch of field goals, but they'll they'll win this game. If Ron Rivera doesn't make the uh, playoffs, do you fire Ron Rivera, especially with the new ownership team coming in? I think so. I think it's probably. doesn't even. I probably clean house no matter what. But if they don't, unless they make the playoffs, there's no way he stays. I don't. All right, just just to go back to the Bills game really quick, and we were talking about bad weather. I just got sent a thing from uh, a buddy of mine as as anywhere from three to six feet of snow on Sunday. Lake effect snow, big time. That yeah, so. Good. They're looking to get so, like, yeah, within the next by Saturday. That's insane. So three to six feet of snow and 
Yeah, they're probably going to be running the hell out of the ball. That's so bad. Sit your bills wide receivers, folks. <laughs> I have Isaiah McKinney, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Sit sit the... Yeah. No, thanks. Sit, sit Diggs. <laughs> sit him down. Eagles, Colts. Eagles, Colts, Eagles. Uh, minus seven or six and a half, depending on where you're looking for the Eagles. Um, I don't, bu- I'm not buying into the Jeff Saturday effect. Um, he's no, not here. He's a glorified cheerleader. I'm sorry. And he's got no way of knowing anything about the offense. What is he shouting into the offensive coordinators headset? Run the ball. Like, come on. What else? Like, there's nothing else he could do at this point that's impacting the game. So, um, yeah, I think Eagles uh, coming off coming off. There's, the not, bad. there's not much to say here. I think this Eagles bounce back. Eagles are going to smoke them. You know, 30, 31, 17, something like that. They're going to smoke them, and it's they're going to you know, maybe even worse. Maybe thirty to like ten. Yeah, All right, boys. It, it, it's your moment. Let's hear it. I want to hear the rant that you guys both go on. Give Bill Belich check your worst. Jets against the Pats. Um, all right, so I don't feel good about this as a Jets fan. I feel nor should I, you. I feel awful. So on the one hand, we have revenge. <laughs> they embarrassed you. You should have. I'm mad that they didn't beat the Pats because they should have beaten them three weeks ago. They should have. Yes. Based Should've. on how the fact, based on the fact that they beat the Bills, I'm you sitting there going, "How this team makes no sense." It's the Jets so, are. It's the Jets, as it is. So the Jets still be jetting, but they beat the Bills. Bills don't look amazing, but they they beat the Bills. I think if this game was if it was reversed in terms of home field, and this was the game at home, I would feel much more comfortable saying Jets will win. They'll they'll. They're getting they're getting three and a half, three or three and a half, depending on where you look, in terms of the spread. So again, it's a pick it's a pick'em game. It's basically a pick'em. So I feel good about the fact that it's even money on and Vegas thinks it's even. Jets coming off a bye, so that's always good. Um, but it's Bill Belichick, it's the Pats. I, I don't, you know. Rex Ryan is not on the sideline. They're not winning 28-14. It's not the playoffs. So I don't know. I, I think the Jets will win, but I, I I they should win. I don't know if they will. They could they could be embarrassed. This could be a butt fumble, you know, and this could derail the whole season. I have so like I could that could be a nightmare for me is the butt fumble and we're doing this all over again and it collapses the season and they don't make the playoffs. Or it propels them to, you know, greatness. Who knows? So I'm going to go. They win. They cover, but it's ugly. It's an ugly, ugly game. The the problem is we don't know what Zach Wilson we're going to get. We don't know if we're going to get good Zach. Uh, you know, storming Mormon, banging moms, throwing bombs. Or bombs, bagging moms. Yeah, or we don't know if we're going to get Bad Zach, who <laughs> is going to throw away the game. You know, we we don't know. Uh, my hope for you guys is that you get Good Zach, who's going to throw for two touchdowns and like two fifty, 
and you guys are able to squeak out a win. Do I necessarily trust him at this point? I don't know. I don't know if Zach Wilson is your guy going forward. Yeah. Get, you take, hope he is. Guess, you want him to be. Guess how but, many touchdowns he's thrown this year. I would say like six. Try again. Less? Four. Four. Oh, there you go. Four touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, He's rushed for a touchdown. All right. He's only played in six games, but that's awful. There are quarterbacks who throw four touchdowns in a game and, and, a, and a half. Most the an averagely good quarterback will throw four touchdowns in a game and a half, um, maybe two. You know, two games, two games. I'll give you two games. So it's pitiful. I mean, you know, I expected nine touchdowns, eleven interceptions last year. Rookie expected it. Totally fine. No problem. His completion percentage so far this year has ticked up to fifty-seven and a half, a whopping fifty-seven and a half from fifty-five and a half last year. So I'm not confident that he's the guy. He's not losing me a lot of games, but he sure as hell ain't doing anything to add to the There's something to be said for growing pains. Like, look, me, I, me, I fully me. expect I if I, my hope is I see a little bit of improvement now that, okay, we've got six games under the belt. We had 13 last year. You're now fully vested in your set. You're basically at your second year of, of games now. We're, we're really into the season. You've gotten a lot of legs under you. You let's let's see two hundred and twenty five yards and two touchdowns, please. Like I'm not asking for three hundred yards and three touchdowns. I'm asking let's throw over two hundred yards in a game, please. Let's complete fifteen to twenty passes, two hundred and twenty yards, you know, two touchdowns. I'll take a pick. You know, it's fine. You know, like give me that, please. You know, be give me some give me some juice. Give me some sizzle. I'm tired of fucking having a quarterback that can't fucking win me a goddamn game. But but when you invest such draft capital in a young man that you are hoping is gonna go out and be your franchise quarterback, for him to throw you four fucking touchdowns in six games, it's indefensible. Pitiful. He's not your guy. He's never gonna be your guy. He's not. Um, his his ceiling right now is like his. Nah, who's like what's his ceiling right now is Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Right. Okay. Like to me, your my realistic evaluation of him is I don't think if if his trajectory goes up any further, he's a slightly more athletic Ryan Tannehill. And that's not a bad quarterback, but that's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. All right. No, or, but you if know. you can get pieces around him, you might be able to, you know, you might uh, be able Alec, to Alex Smith the, the game for you, you know? Well, right. So, you know, if you don't have Peyton Manning, you don't have Tom Brady, you don't have Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen in running your, your show. And I think we also need to slow, like, tap the brakes on Josh Allen a little bit, you know. We're, we're, we're anointing him as the second best quarterback in the league right now. And I think we a lot of red zone turnovers, lots yes. of red zone turnovers. He's not. Yeah. Hey, listen, his he's not running a lot as much as he was last year. So, you know, I don't know. Is he missing? Is he missing his offensive coordinator? Maybe. Don't know. Possibly. Um, possibly. So we'll see how that evolves. But I, I, I want to pump the brakes on him just a bit. But yeah, no, Zach Wilson, I think at the end of the day is probably not the answer but 
I will take it if his trajectory starts to go up a little bit and he ends up being, you know, a Alex Smith type, you know, Alex Smith is a damn was a damn good passer, was a damn accurate passer. He just didn't have the brain that much for the game. Like he wasn't a good tactician. And I, unfortunately, when you have an athletic quarterback, the Lamar Jackson, you know, the Michael Vick effect, I don't read past my second, my first or second read on like, you know, you can't live like that in today's NFL. You're built to go one, two, three through your progressions and, and hit your third wide receiver, your fourth receiver. You're supposed to be able to do that. And if you can't do that by your third year, you're out. So right. that's my long rant about Zach Wilson. <laughs> Quite all right. Uh, the aforementioned uh, dead in the water, uh, put a pork in him, L.A. Rams against the New Orleans Saints. Matt Stafford's supposed to play because he practiced today. Magic. He's probably back. Um, I'd like to say that they have enough to get it done versus the Saints and Andy Dalton. So I'll probably lean with the Rams here. But I'm not going to feel good about it. I mean, it's only a three and a half point game. So, you know, again, we're talking about every game so far, I feel like aside from the 13 point game there was, is pretty much an even game. That's three. You know, you know, the Saints would be extra half a point at home. You know, can I see the Rams winning this game? Probably, but I don't feel, like I said, I don't feel good about it. You know, can Andy Dalton beat the, can Andy Dalton lift them to beat them? Maybe. I I don't know. The over under in this game is 38 and a half. That's gross. Like they just expect this this game to be just a field goal fest. Oh the Jameis Winstons. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I just don't have a handle on this game. The offensive line is bad for the for LA. The Saints, Andy Dalton's not the answer. You have Alvin Kamara. Okay. I'd probably just stay away from this game altogether. Oh, yeah. I'd stay away. I, the, the Saints are an enigma. The Rams are definitely an enigma. They should be better, but not that much better. The Saints are just not good. They're, they're just not, you know. And so I, I think ultimately you stay away from this game. But I could see the Saints. I could see the Saints winning, you know. By ten points, you know, I can see the Rams winning by ten points. I, I don't know, you know. I I, I guess yeah, Stafford, I, play, Stafford plays; he could play well, you know. Or it's just another they, you know, he throws two picks because he can't doesn't can't stay upright. Yeah, I, I can honestly see this coming down to like you know, whoever has the ball last is going to win. Honestly, probably. You know, I agree with that. Sense. You know, seventeen seventeen going into the you know two minute drive in the fourth and, you know, kick a field goal to win the game, you know? Agreed. Along those lines. So we got uh, Lions against the Giants. Giants at home. Should be a big win for the Giants. Should win this game. It's the same that, you know, listen, the, I hate to say that they, they're, the year is derailed for them because they were supposed to be really, really bad and supposed to draft really, really high again. And then, you know, you know, let Dave Bull and Joe Shane, you know, set the, t- you know, set this team up the way they want to. But you're never going to apologize for winning. Should they win? Should they win this game? Probably. 
Are they going to win this game the way they won this game against the game against Houston or like everyone else? Are they going to have to come from behind? And if so, how deep of a deficit, you know, are you going to allow yourself to fall into? Because I said before, they really can't throw their way to a lead. Well, if, you know, if you know the throw is coming, all right, fine, throw it. We don't, you don't scare us. We'll play our base coverage, and you know you you can't beat that. So what do I what do I care? Yeah, I, I um, think too. You got to also look with the Lions too. Lions are not a, a typical three and six team. They've no. lost. They've lost to the Eagles, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. So they've lost to one Good teams, two, three, four first place teams out of six losses. And Pats are not bad, and Cowboys are very are a very good team too. So yeah, they beat the Commanders. Okay, that 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 seems fair. Like that's an eat. That's you know okay. And they beat the Packers and they beat the Bears. Division games. Like okay, maybe they're not terrible. Like they're, they're definitely not terrible. They, they play for their coach. You know they have a good uh, good deal. Hutchinson on the defensive line is is a hell of a player. You know, you got to watch St. Brown, uh, their wide receiver. Jared, listen, Jared Goff is in the conversation of like, you know, we talked about Alex Smith and all that stuff. Jared Goff reminds me of Alex Smith. Yeah. But he's good enough to get the ball down the field if he has to. They scored 35 points against the Eagles in week one and lost. So that's so, what, so they, like, that, that looks really good. Now. That looks right. real so, good right now. And it's 26. This isn't a trap game for the Giants. But don't look ahead to the Cowboy game on Thanksgiving. Focus on what you have to do. Get a win. There be eight and two going into the Cowboy game, and you'd be real happy. I mean, I would. I mean, again, if I if you told me after ten games the Giants were seven and three, I'd still be happy. But it's, uh, so it's always I. you always got to readjust your expectations when you're along the way. Um, right, because because yeah, because now you have to make you know like what do you do now? Do you do you not make the playoffs? You have to make the playoffs. No, you got no, it's you, you gotta you gotta roll that dice and say, hey, listen, don't apologize for winning a winning of the Super Bowl in a year you're not supposed to. Like exactly, go for, you go for it. You know, I mean, trading your best wide receiver in the middle of the season to the the Chiefs, I doesn't scream. That, but a disgruntled player is a disgruntled. You know what player. that is? You know what that is, Art. To be honest with you, that's we have no loyalty to this guy because the staff that drafted him is no longer here. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I I agree with that, and they clearly he was an asshole and didn't want to be there anymore. But right, I think I just hope they don't regret the fact that they don't have a guy on their their roster that can take the top off that. Daniel Jones can throw his one bomb a game to somebody. Not unless they sign OBJ. Oh God, don't I don't they they can't they if they go down that road I they might I quit I quit they might no you I know they I know they might you're not gonna quit you'll be there every Sunday like I am (laughs) don't roll your eyes you know I'm right you're right you're right you are right but it's I don't you know what. You know what? We'll, we'll be talking about it every week. We'll be talking 100%. about what, what dumb thing OBJ did now, what netting he knocked over, what, <laughs> what, net, what kicking net he made out with this week. Like, I'll be honest with you. I really don't think he's going to be that much of a distraction because no, I, think I don't it's, think so either. He's won his championship. 
he's coming in now as the guy to help out, you know, not the, you know, I mean, he's coming in to be the guy. So what more can you ask for? Nah, I agree with that. That's, that's fair. That's totally fair. So, uh, next uh, next is, uh, Raiders and that dumpster fire against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And that dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, who's home? Broncos are home? Broncos at home. Yep. Uh, what's the line? Broncos should win. If, if I'm, I'm not looking at anything right now, just like, just looking at our rundown and looking at the games, the Broncos should win that game. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they should, but because they should have won a lot just, of games. This Vegas, Vegas is just garbage. So, you know, I don't know what it is, but to me, Josh McDaniels is like a virus. Everywhere he goes, it just turns into a disaster. If, if Bill Belichick is not covering for him, it's, it's, he's, he's shit. And I agree with that 100%. Because, how, listen, he's a great offensive coordinator. You can't deny it, but sometimes you're just, is he though? Is he though? Is he I mean, though? he had a lot of success with the Patriots. Well, but, a lot of people. But did. you know what? But that begs the question. His system was perfect for Tom Brady. His system, you have to, Tom Brady, I think it's underrated how good Tom Brady is at two things. Reading a defense, getting a ball out fast. And just, that's his Bible. That's that's his Bible. And he had always had safety valves. His off- So Josh McDaniels can craft an offense for a upright, prototypical 6-4 quarterback who can who's smart can read the defense and can find where where am I going and if it's got to go to my safety valve it's my small little white guy receiver that's going to that's going to get pop off for 8 yards and make it seven, second and 2 time out time out time out time out 6-4 prototypical get the ball out fast receiver or quarterback with a small white receiver who's a safety valve you kind just of sounds, like sounds like Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, doesn't it? Right. Or, Dar- or I mean, you have Darren Waller at tight end. I mean, I know oh. he's hurt, but right. you know, the tight but end is the quarterback's best Raiders. friend. It should work. It should well, be working. I, I think my philosophy about, about coaches in general in the NFL is that if you're the offensive coordinator, your entire job is focused around crafting an offensive playbook, implementing said offensive playbook, and game planning off for the offense every week. You don't have to worry about the defense and the special teams and clock management and team management and challenges and any of that shit. I think for somebody like Josh McDaniels, that probably overwhelms him and he can't, he can't be as good as he normally is when, when, when Bill Belichick, who is a good tactician, a very, very good tactician and makes the big decisions and says, fuck it, we're going for it on fourth down and I'll call the timeouts. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into game planning a game from a scheme, you know, and, and he doesn't have the time that he normally does because he's busy doing other shit. And so I think that's it suffers and it's. But yeah, no. Listen, he's got the players to do to put a system in that should work. Brought Devontae Adams in. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. They should be better, and they're not. And it's disturbing. It's very disturbing how bad they are. I just Derek Carr is not Tom Brady. No, I, I, I don't. I'm no. sorry. Like oh, yeah, even close know. though. I don't think he's close. 
Like, I don't think he's, you know, listen. I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Yeah, right. And so Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins was, I know, Kirk Cousins was running this offense. Do you think they would be? They'd be 500, probably. You know, do you think I do? Do you see? Let's see, nine games. So double it. So nine games, he's thrown 13 touchdowns, five picks. So you double that, basically 25 touchdowns and 10 picks. That's not terrible. That's it's a not decent very good. season. It's, decent. It's, not a, it's not a great season. It's, a, it's an okay season. It's an okay season. In 17 games. So you know what? I could really double it. It's 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You you but, went out, though. You went out, though, and you got Derek Carr, his receiver. You got him his boy, his best friend for life, whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. Were they college roommates or something? Yeah, they were college roommates, yeah. You got him his dude. You went out. You spent a fortune on him. And you you have Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I know. All the pieces are there. Derek Carr hasn't progressed. Yeah, they're they're still scoring 22 points a game, and their defense has given up 25, which is in part because the offense is only scoring 22 points a game. Uh, I'm with you. I think they're... uh, He's 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 always been an underachieving quarterback his whole career, and he hasn't had very good coaches. You know, I'm I know that, but I don't know. I don't think it's a hundred. I think there's blame to go around for the coach with Josh McDaniels, and Josh McDaniels sucks wherever he goes. I, I agree with that, but I think there's also I just don't think his personnel is quite as good as people make it out to be. I think there's a brain intellect capacity that. You just don't – somebody like Derek Carr, I just don't think he has it. I think if the if, it, if he throws to an open receiver and he just has to find the one guy, it's not hard. But if he has to dissect a defense and Josh McDaniels, you know, he has to do that, I think there's your, 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 your shortcoming. So, but that's me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, speaking of Kirk Cousins. The, the fighting Kirk Cousins. Uh, Cowboys against the Vikings. Probably my favorite game this week. That's yeah, this not, is probably the game of the week. Yeah, that's not, you know, if Chiefs charge, if charges were a little better, that would be my game of the week. But um, yeah, no, this is going to be the, the best game of the week by far. Um, I'm going to say the Cowboys go into Minnesota and redeem themselves for shitting the bed on the road last week and not shit the bed this week against a less intimidating crowd stadium team. Eight and one, sure, but Minnesota's not Lambeau. So I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys minus one and a half everywhere, by the way, on the road. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think the Cowboys could go could go in there and I won't say dominate, but I think they should have a pretty good handle on the game. Um, They're not looking forward to Thanksgiving either. They're not. This is the opposite of the Lions. It's not. No, you know, you have to. What do you call? You have to pay attention. You can't go into Thanksgiving on a two game losing streak because you can't afford to lose ground in in the NFC East. Yeah, because you're not getting hot take. I think that team runs better without Zeke Elliott. Oh, that's not a hot take at all. That's that's lukewarm at this point. That is a that's that a Tony a, Pollard lukewarm take at this point. That is a that is a fact. 
because you can just see that that team is better with Tony Pollard running the ball. 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll agree Zeke, with you. Zeke physically is not the guy he was three years ago, and it's obvious. Nope, and he relied all on on talent, and he had no – he doesn't have the vision. He doesn't have the patience and the 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 quickness that he used to. And he's he's just not the guy. He's not the guy anymore because, you know, yeah, he could catch a pass out of the backfield and run for twenty yards. Yeah, sure, but that's he's got to be in open space to be useful between the tackles. He's useless. He's useless. Tony yeah, Pollard's no, the would, guy. I would say I, I agree a hundred percent with that. I think injuries have bogged him down. I think his usage has been was a lot under Jason Garrett. So. I think it's not a question that this team is better with Tony Pollard behind. 30 carries, uh, a game. 30 carries a game, 28 carries a game did not do him any favors going into no. 2022. At no. that point, no, they, they abused the, They called people called this. They abused him and they said he's, he's the guy that's the shelf life is two and a half years as a running back. It's, it's like he's the reason, like, if you play him that much, this is what I worry about with Saquon. You gotta be careful and you gotta get him some breaks, especially in November and December games. He you can't give him the ball thirty times a game because he just well, he's your only offensive weapon. Like Well, you we've I, seen it already with Saquon. We've seen Saquon break down a couple of past right. couple years. So like yeah, and, coming and back he, off an injury, I don't want to see him carry a ball thirty times a game. No, like I you can't you know, you gotta get it. You gotta get somebody who's gonna take the other ten carries and give him twenty max, and that's it. Ten carries and or ten touches. You know, Saquon can get eighteen to twenty touches. The same thing with Zeke. You can give Zeke fifteen touches now, but you can't give him more than that. You can give him ten, twelve touches. Let him start. Let him get the first handoff. Like who gives a shit? And then let Tony Pollard get the next ten. Like that's fine. Change of pace. You want him to be the change of pace back to Sean Green to the Ladanian Tomlinson, like, you know, or the Thomas Jones. My, my favorite backfield, Thomas Jones, Sean Green. is the best two headed monster in yeah, history. It was good. It's yeah. not the best. It's one of the one of the better ones in the last twenty years. Um yeah. Cowboys go in, smoke the Vikings. No problem. Smoke them. I'm, I, they're smoking them. There's Vikings are coming off a high. They're down. That big it's a ten point game. By Cowboys. What else we got? Bengals Steelers, I think, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. this is this is Bengals minus three and a half or minus four, depending where you're looking. Uh I think the Bengals should roll here. The Steelers really aren't that good. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cut and dry. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett's look good. Can you know George Pickens has had his his moments, maybe a little bit underachieved this year. You know, Harris is good, but I think the team's overall, the team overall just isn't that good. Um, Bengals are a more good team with the injury to chase. I think, I think the Bengals just, Bengals just take care of business. Do what you got to do. Division game, do what you got to do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're looking forward to the playoffs. They're, they're going to make it. This is easy W. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the Bengals having much trouble here. I think uh, Najee Harris has probably lost his, handle on that starting job at this point. I which think is been- which is amazing to me that he's fallen off the cliff that quickly. But he's another guy. Give him give him twenty carries a game, thirty carries a game, and yeah, you're gonna see him fall fast. apart. But this happened fast. This was much faster than 
somebody like Zeke. Zeke, you saw it two years ago, three years ago. Harris, I mean, he just start. He's 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 not even twenty. He's like twenty five. He like, also might not be healthy because remember the first game of the year he had uh, he almost had a um, was either this Frank injury. He Frank, you know, so he's not you know, he might not be healthy. He's not healthy and. This is also a guy coming out of college who was also getting 20, 30 carries a game in college, too. He's you know 24. I mean? Right. He's 24. Um, yeah. He was I mean, a, Al- he was Alabama has, has uh, Alabama abused the crap out of him as they, as they tend to. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, going out west, we got Chiefs against the Chargers. You know, this should be a good game. It's a Sunday night game, I believe. Yes. This should Chiefs, be a good game. Chiefs favored by five and a half or six, wherever you I looking. think the Chiefs roll. I think the Chargers aren't that good. It's, a, it's a game for a half. It's a game for a half. Let me see. Uh, does Keenan Allen, while you're looking that up, does Keenan Allen still play football? Because he's been day-to-day the whole season. He's, he's they pra- He practiced this week, apparently. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, he's still him, alive. Him they, and Mike, Mike Williams, too, by the way, practiced this they week. They both practiced? All right. So yeah, then if, they, if they somehow play, then this has a little bit more juice to it. Because they were se- they've been severely depleted at the wide receiver yes. position for the last, like, six weeks. When I think I think it's a game until the fourth quarter. Pat Mahomes turns it on, throws two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It looks and like you a, know what, and I really can't end. dispute that because we've seen it happen how many times? Yeah, he they they take the ball. They got ten ten and a half, eleven minutes to go on the clock. Tie game, up by three. Marches them down the field for eight minutes. Scores a touchdown, breaks their back. Defense gets the ball back right away. They run the clock out, score, and then close out the game. Like, or, I, or, I, or how many times it's twenty-eight nothing at the half, and it's like, do we even watch the second half? You know what I right. mean? It's like, either right. I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout at halftime. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like a fourteen-ten game at half, and your Chargers will take the lead in the third quarter. You go, oh shit, like you know, and then all of a sudden, Chiefs turn it on at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, and. Smoke score fourteen unanswered points and and blow you know end up blowing by him something like that you know yeah and and just you know okay it's it wasn't a blowout but it was it, they dominated the last the fourth quarter and it's over so that's how I see that going. Right. And the last game I believe is the Cardinals, correct? Forty ers Cardinals Monday night game. All right, Kevin, another guess. What do you think the line on this game is? Game's in Arizona. In Arizona? Mm-hmm. Uh, Not as crazy as you think it is. Yeah. Eight to eight and a half. Eight to eight and a half. 49ers favored by eight or eight and a half on the road, which is. So are you telling me that that's a, that's a they're they're favored by ten at home? You know what though? We, we, we talked about it. Are the Cardinals that good? They're they're, they're severely underachieved. They're, they're they're bad, but they're not untalented. Like neither are the Forty ers They're the Forty ers are talented. They're better than their record is, I think, to a certain extent. Um, but so is so are the Cardinals. I think I take the Cardinals. I take the points, but expect the Forty ers to win by a touchdown. But I could see them winning by, you know, 
I don't think the Cardinals are winning. The Cardinals are not winning this game. It's just a question of do the 49ers turn it on and really blow them out, or do they? They're not, they're not going to win. How much are they going to lose by? <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's go. always yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. So, four hundred five million. That will close out the uh, NFL docket for this week. Feeling it's crazy. We're already week twelve. It's nuts. No, we're in a week eleven. Is it week eleven? I'm it's moving ahead. Yeah, no, it's week eleven. That's uh, still crazy. It is so crazy. We're in double digit weeks. We are, but you know, we're we're coming to that that nice winter lull. You know what I mean? That late November, early December winter lull, where it's now everything's starting to heat up and everything's starting to kind of round out its position. You're starting to see playoff teams come come to the forefront. Pretenders kind of fall away. Contenders kind of reveal themselves. So it's being more interesting as the week's going to progress. Yeah, it's the best. It's outside of when all four major sports are in play in September or October. It's the best. It's my favorite time of the sports calendar year. What, this time of year? Yeah, Thanksgiving, like right around Thanksgiving. It's, it's, yeah. it's football every, and especially with the seventh wild card, the seventh wildcard team in the NFL now in the 17 weeks. I'm not a huge fan of it. I hate the uneven records. But the the fact that we're at a time when all these teams are still in the playoff hunt, it's they get they get it. The NFL gets what they're doing. They're putting a product on TV that people want to watch and that's interesting. I agree. Speaking of uh trying to get a product on TV and, and get back viewers. How do you feel about you alluded to it earlier. Uh, MLB free agency winter meetings. Yeah. You oh. think judge resigns or what do you, oh. here's the thing about M- M- MLB free agency. It's about as slow burn as you can get. It's a simmer. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you, this isn't like the NBA or the NFL where the first two days is just like a feeding frenzy. You know, winter meetings are always good where they say, you know, where the deals get done or whatever. But, you know, this is where they just do some talking. Like, Judge ain't signing for, honestly, wherever he signs, whether it's the Yankees, San Francisco, whoever. I honestly don't see it before the New Year, to be honest with you. No, but I don't think we're going to have the same problem we had a, like last year or two years ago. No, yeah. I don't think so either. But I think it's going to nobody time. signed until March, which was insane. Yeah, uh, I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be that that sort of an issue. But I don't think he's going to go for anything less than five hundred million dollars. I think five hundred is the magic number at this point. You really think five hundred? Yeah, I could see it. I, as much as I think the economics don't call for it, and neither does his age, I think. He's gonna get. He's gonna get eight, eight for five hundred. Like, right? He's as, as, get much it. As, as much as I hate saying it, whether it be San Francisco, whether it be LA, somebody's gonna drastically overpay for him. He's yeah, and it's it does it doesn't matter if it's eight, nine, or ten years at this point. Nobody gives a shit. It's like whatever. It's it's the five hundred million. He's gonna get. See, I was I was always in the three twenty five over seven because that puts you at forty six and a half. You know, I can see that. I can see that. I, I could, I, but he's not going to do that because he knows that somebody's going to give him eight years, nine, like 
San Francisco probably will give him the ninth year if he asks for it. There's going to be a couple of teams that will give him eight, so he'll never take seven. Because he knows if he goes seven, he's not going to see another. He's going to tell you, we'll give you 10, 15 million, you know, for when he goes to re- restructure I that guess. deal. Yeah, I he's, he's going to be what? He's going to be 36 at that time, 30, at 38 at that time. All these contracts are just un- like the market's so fucked at this point. If you, put, if you put a gun to my head, though, I think he's going back to the Yankees, honestly. I think that's still. I still think there's that's the best odds, but I think yeah, I think I'm not even talking about odds. I'm just gun to my head feeling. Yeah, it's I'd I still expect him to go back to the Yankees. I don't think I don't think any other teams have a realistic shot other than maybe the San Francisco Giants. I mean, realistically, that that's the big move that everybody is waiting to see. I don't think there's any. Real oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any really huge move that anybody's really waiting on. Like you can you can say that you want to see if Sandy Alcantara moves if he moves from, from the Marlins, but whether he does or not, meh. Uh, you you want to see if Otani gets traded? I'm of the opinion that I don't think he does. I um, think he does. See, I don't. I think I think the Angels are. I think they don't. I think they're done with the experiment and they're like, yeah, this is great, but we're not going to be good for the next two years. And he's there. They're afraid he's going to break down. And Talk I about think the angels for a second, honestly, they are probably the worst good team ever. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair because they have a lot of talent on that team and go nowhere year after year. Honestly, Mike Trout, is the most that poor bastard underused and horribly underappreciated baseball player I think I've ever seen in my life. You might and be right. Were were he to be in a better market, we would be talking about him like we do Bryce Harper, like we do, you know, Julio Rodriguez, like we do any of these guys. But because he plays on a West Coast team and nobody sees him. Because he plays at ten thirty at night. It, yeah, you know, yeah. You're, 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 the problem, you know I mean? the problem with baseball is that three quarters of your fan base lives in the Eastern or Central time zone. Like the mountain. I'm sorry, there's not a lot of Diamondbacks and Rockies fans out there who are like pulling, you know, who are like equalizing the the number of fans in the wet in the mountain time zone. So most of your baseball fans are in the Eastern, the central time zone, because most of your teams are here, like outside of the Dodgers and the Angels and the the A's and the Giants outside of the Dodgers. None of those teams have very large fan bases. Seattle Mariners, like they're all good. Like, yeah, they're good franchises, but they're not. To your point, I care more about whether or not the the Red Sox are going to blow up their team and trade Rafael Devers and, and Xander Bogarts versus whether or not the Mariners are actually going to go for it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's what it is. You know what I mean? Like there, there's more of an investment of time and emotions there than there is, you know, I, I care more about whether or not judges are going to resign with the Yankees versus, Hey, what's Ryan Reynolds going to do with the pirates? You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, it is what it is, man. Yes. It's unfortunate, but yeah. that's the reality of it. Well, I still think I think, 
Go ahead, Art. Go ahead, Art. No, I was going to say, I still think, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think we have to recognize that Hal Steinbrenner doesn't run the Yankees like his father did. And, but we have to really admit what that means. And that means that the Yankees are not looked at like the Yankees anymore. Like they're just not like they're, they are just like the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Phillies and the, maybe the Cubs, the, you know, the, maybe not now, but five years ago, Cubs and, you know, that's kind of, and the Braves, that's how they're, they're looked at just like everybody else. Like, yeah, we'll spend 200 million, you know, Dodgers notwithstanding. Yeah, we'll spend the 200 million, but we're not going to go and make, make a splashy move for the sake of making a splashy move, or we're not going to rectify our financial mistakes. If we go outside that parameters, we're done. Like Steve Cohen, I think is more likely to be like George Steinbrenner than, than, than Hal Steinbrenner is at this point. But even Steve Cohen's probably got a budget, you know. He's like, yeah, I don't want to go past where the Dodgers are going, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think Judge. I think Judge goes back. I think you know to the Yankees, and I think Degrom probably leaves and goes somewhere else. I can Great. easily see that. I can easily see that because he's probably going to look to get a, a, a Max Scherzer type. Yeah, that, see, that was their biggest mistake was signing Max Scherzer to a $43 million a year contract. Like, that was, they they paid for him, but, you know, they can't now pay DeGrom $44 million a year. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. He breaks down. He's older. It's not worth it. You know, I already yeah, have one no, of those guys. I, I know. Uh, as much as it pains me to say it, as, as a Mets fan, I think I, I see it on the, the writing on the wall. I see him ending up in, in Atlanta, and I'm going to hate life. Hate life, yeah. Would you be less – would you be okay if he ended up in Texas or, you know, in the on the West Coast, if he ended up, like, in a, even in the NL, but he ended up on the Cubs or the, the Brewers or something? Would that piss you off less? Yes. Okay. Yes. A little bit less, but still disappointing that we couldn't sign him. So you grew up when the chip, when Chipper Jones was was destroying the Mets, and that hurts. absolutely. I can't you mean Larry. It. Yeah, I, I I was there when Larry was was kicking us in the dick every time. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I still can't believe he named his, his child Shay. Like what? What a pair of balls! That's amazing. Mm. Problem is, he's a Hall of Famer. I know. He can't talk shit like he did. The, the man, the man did what he did. Like, he, yeah. He, I mean, he's not that was such, like, if it wasn't for the Yankees, the Braves would have been the Yankees. The Braves would have had five championships in the nineties. So I, I, yeah, easily. Like, yeah. So I, yeah. So uh, as we start to close out uh, the the pod for this week, I think we would be a little bit remiss if we didn't uh, mention the horrible tragedy that happened in Charlottesville a couple of days ago. Um, you know, it, everything's been light and fun and everything's been, you know, jokes and laughs, but at the same time, uh, three young men, uh, Deshaun Perry, uh, Devin Chandler, and Lavelle Davis, they uh, unfortunately, senselessly lost their lives a couple of days ago uh, through an unimaginable act of violence where somebody came into a bus 
and opened fire on the bus after a uh, a school sponsored. Uh, it was school sponsored, I believe. Uh, field trip. Field trip. Mm-hmm. Field trip. Yeah. They went to the theater. Um, as last I heard, they did go and they did cancel the the game uh, against Coastal Carolina this Saturday. But um, yeah, uh, sports take a backseat sometimes. Oh, and of, course. This one, of course, this is one of those moments, and I, you know, heart goes out to everybody affected, and you know, to to those players, the families, and everybody out there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like we said, everything there, there's a time and a place for jokes, but I think we'd be a little bit remiss if we didn't mention it, and uh, at the very least, send condolences and thoughts and prayers to people who are going through that. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. It's never easy. It's easy for three guys to get on a call and talk about sports, you know, talk and talk shit. But it's never easy to talk about, you know, three young men who played the game they love, hopefully, maybe going to the NFL. You know, if they don't, just playing a game that they love and they're at a school sponsored event, you think it's safe, everything's good to go, and something like this happens. You, you never want to. You never think it can happen until it does, and it's it's just really unfortunate. Yeah, and you know, it's just life is short, and, you know, and it's you know, we got to remember, like, talk sports. It's just a game, and sometimes life is comes and goes, and it hits you in the face, and you got to remember that you know this is it's not not super serious at the end of the day when it comes to sports and what happens in the game. You know, what happens outside the the game and what happens outside the the lines of any arena or field is way more important and always more important always and it's just sad like you know these guys were kids you know they were they were not they weren't even they were in their 20s like you know come on it's why it's just it's crazy like it's just that's it and now their lives are over and it's awful it really is 100 percent do we know if they if there's plans for them to actually finish out their season against Virginia Tech or I I, mean, I was looking into that uh, today actually and they um I don't think they're going to cancel the rest of the season I think they're going to um play out I th- do they have any should ask do they have any more games after this weekend I, I, I think, think I think the last game on their season. Which you know, irony of all ironies, and you think about the horrible tragedy that happened there. I think they actually close out with Virginia Tech. So if yeah, ever, yeah, they do. If ever there was a a school, school that's gonna oh get my god, it yeah, it's going to wow. be Virginia. Wow, that's talk about serendipity. Wow, that is, huh? Yeah, that's so, they'll do. They'll play that game. They'll have some sort of memorial i'm sure and that'll be a very emotional game and oh that guy just gave me chills thinking about that wow and if ever there was a a, a team that you'd want to play yeah that's for sure a school that would understand it and granted there's a rivalry game they 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 fight that game every year but you would hope that for that game, they put everything aside and they just kind of, you know, it, it becomes bigger than than a game at that point. But absolutely, amen. All right, fellas. Uh, 
think we hit everything unless you guys want to go into this World Cup thing real quick, but that's only the, unless you feel like talking basically the whole time because I really haven't dug too much into the groups. <laughs> I know Kevin thinks Kevin thinks Argentina's gonna win and uh I know the United States is plus fifteen thousand to win the World Cup, so <laughs> So again, uh, fun fact, Kevin, tell John the what you mentioned about the group that the U.S. is in. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll go through it real quick. Um, group A, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Uh, Qatar is just there on the participation trophy. Um, you know, it, it, we can spend 45 minutes going into the migrant workers, the civil disobedience. Oh, absolutely. We can go into all that. Um, that's a in and of yeah. itself. Uh, but do they, bringing it back to, to sports, do they have a team to actually compete? No. Um, right. Ecuador itself, uh, probably the strongest team in that group. Uh, should make it out into the, you know, the, the knockout stages. Senegal would have probably joined them if not for the fact that their star player, Sadio Mane, got hurt, uh, about like two weeks before the actual, uh, start of this tournament. And then Netherlands, who is historically good, is probably going to run roughshod on that group. So probably you're going to see Ecuador and Netherlands, uh, out of that group uh, should be decent. Game starts Sunday uh, right. uh, on the 20th at like 7 o'clock. Um, group B, which is the fun one, uh, it's England and all teams that historically they've politically had some sort of issue with. <laughs> it's <laughs> England, it's Ireland, the USA, and Wales. Uh, ideally, uh, Iran should not do that well in this group. Uh, it's England's group to lose. They have the most talent. They have the most players. Uh, should take all three games against their opponents in that group handily. Uh, the argument now is whether or not the USA and Wales essentially uh, battle for second. The USA has talent, very young team. Um, everybody's playing pretty much on that team internationally. Um, yeah, which is a di- which I think is a big difference between now and you know eight years ago. Eight years ago, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Pulisic and, and basically three quarters of their starting lineup is playing internationally, which is good. Yeah, so, so which is great. I mean, you guys got like you said, you got Pulisic, you got Tyler Adams who's playing in the EPL, you got uh, Brandon Aronson who's probably the next guy after Pulisic or the next Pulisic for lack of better terms. But you got talent there by the boatloads. It's something that you didn't have. I know, eight, we haven't seen. I mean, if these guys are all better than Landon Donovan, like yeah, he's got uh, like I'll, I'll yeah, I'll most of them. And then you have Wales, which you know it's it's all how far is Gareth Bale going to take you? Gareth, um, what else? Yeah. You know, it, it, so it's it, it's it's that Group C, Argentina. It's Lionel Messi show, and everybody else is kind of just. There. Uh, is Mexico so, you know, any good? Look, man. Uh, 
Like I, I always like. I feel like I ask this question every World Cup: Is Mexico going to be good this uh, year? Yeah, fun. Uh, Mexico historically is a country that you would believe would have all the resources to go deep with a World Cup run, but much like, let's say your Jets, much like the Mets, much oh. like. Any other team, historically, the organization is mitigated by just chaos, absolute chaos in the boardroom and in what they want to have done. The manager of this World Cup team has tried to quit. He has tried to quit four times leading up to the World Cup, and the board has not allowed him to quit. So oh, you have wild. a man who does not want to be there, who is leading your World Cup team. Okay. You have, yeah. So you're already you set up for disaster. This sounds you promising. Have, you have your top two players, one of which uh, plays in the MLS, Carlos Vela, who's come out openly and said, I'll never represent Mexico again. So you, you've lost talent off the top at, at that point. You have Chicharito, who, you know, scores goals like it's birthright for LA. He has openly come out and said, I do not want to represent. You have people who have all the talent in the world to play and they're not. We are not they're, we're not making the effort to go forth and, and bring them in. So are they good on paper? Yes. Will they make will they make it out of the group? Probably. Will they get past the fifth uh, the fourth game? No. Probably not. No. Is probably not, and and it's it's sad because they have all the resources and all the ability to do so. And from a marketing standpoint, they have billions. Of, from a marketing standpoint, Mexico gets more money in revenue and in propaganda and in everything from companies like Home Depot, but like Corona, all these different companies. They put more money into a Mexican national team than the top four other teams combined in the World Cup. So they're a juggernaut when it comes down to, to revenue and selling t-shirts and all this stuff. Right. Stuff. So, but, yeah. Money, money's not an issue. Right. But will they, will they go and go deep talent wise? Probably not. Probably not. Same group D, you have France, you have Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Uh, the sentimental favorite is probably Denmark considering Christian Eriksen, you know, died during the, yeah. The Euro Cup and, and had a, uh, you know, a severe heart issue, uh, that he was brought back, but he died on the pitch, you know. Yeah, for I, remember the, I remember that. That was so, wild. Sentimental favorite. Everybody wants to see them go deep. France is your, you know, your, oh, France your, is your, your defending favorite. Champ. Yeah. It's your friendly champs should go deep. A uh, lot of egos and a lot of, uh, infighting in that team already. So whether or not they go deep, fucking Pogba, is, yeah, you know what I mean. There, there's a there's a lot of cooks in that kitchen, but nobody wants to kind of be a server. Uh, nobody food. and nobody's the chef. Yeah, there nobody, you go. Every bunch yeah. of line cooks, no chef. Yes, very very true. Uh, group E, Spain, historically very good. Costa Rica could probably surprise a few people, pull out a win here and there. Uh, that that's probably a trap game for Spain. You know Germany, who's always historically good, probably will lead that group. Probably meet up with France in the second round and probably beat France. 
Um, and then you have Japan, who Japan's sneaky good every time you go to a World Cup. They, yeah, like they're always there. They're always there, and they're always like a tough out every time. That's true. Right. And then Group F to, to kind of not speed through this, but kind of give like uh, some sort of, I guess, closure to it. You have Belgium. Belgium has gotten really good in recent years. Uh, De Bruyne's good. To the Courtois there. You have a lot of guys. No, I think we lost Kevin. Guys are playing in Spain, like uh, Carrasco. Oh, there and, we, there we go. You have a lot of talent there, but they're just wildly inconsistent. Um, mm-hmm. Canada. Canada's a funny story, though. Canada, you wouldn't think of as a soccer playing nation, but they've actually been really good uh, in qualifying, qualified first in CONCACAF, so in all regional qualifiers. Kevin, your your Wi-Fi is killing you Could right now. Could they pass into the second round? They're better than mine? Yeah, you're, you're like hey, cutting out. out. You're freezing all of a sudden a lot. Nah. All right. That's well, all right. it's all good. Can you guys hear me? Or is yeah, it no, working? you're fine. You just you freeze for like five seconds, and then you come back, and it all, all right. catches up uh, at the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix it up. Um, but yeah, are they better than... Then Morocco and Croatia, yes. Group G, Brazil's probably going to steamroll everybody. Serbia is better than Switzerland and Cameroon. Uh, all ex-Russian players that are naturalized to Serbia. So make of that what you will. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of um, a lot of Russian-born players that have since naturalized due to. X amount of wars from the Soviet Union. Yeah, kind of tired of being so, in conflict. Makes sense. Yeah, make, make of that what you will. So we um, like them. We like that they got out. Yeah, yeah, we yeah they got out, but eh, they have all this, this the, the the old Soviet style trainings over there. Yeah. So I know. Um, but Brazil's probably going to steamroll everybody. Like that. That's just the reality of it. And right. then. Group H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Korea Republic, probably Uruguay and Portugal. There's not going to be a World Cup where you don't see some sort of semblance of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi in the later rounds. Like, that's just not going to happen, especially one that's like sports washed and with so much money and drama and all the bullshit attached to it. Like, you're going to see. Yeah, you're, you're going to see one of them. Yeah, you're going you to see some of them. And like they're going to be in like the 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 semifinals. Like yeah, one of them is going to be in the semifinal match, right? Yeah, like well, not. Let's not go conspiracy theory about it, but yeah, you're going to see you're going to see weird calls. You're going to see you're going to see dubious. You know, like th- there's going to be eight minutes of stoppage time in some of these games. There's going to they're going to do what they have to to make sure the right guys get there well, for Mark. And, and let's be honest too, like. Unless you do the ultimate American thing of not rooting for the United States and you root for the country of your last name's origin, you know, because I can't tell you how many people are like, well, I'm German, so I'm rooting for Germany. And it's like, yeah, but you live in America. Like, whatever. Whatever. That's If the U.S. drops out, then it's like, okay, I'd go down the Italy route. Well, no, right, Italy. of course. But like, but my point is, though, like, well, if I'm those guys aren't there, the names that you know aren't there, do you care? Like that's the whole thing. 
Right. And I, and I tend to agree. Those guys, someone's going to be there. The way that soccer works internationally with the club teams and then you go back and play your international, like it's, it's very interesting how people's fandom has to like, you have to square your fandom of your club, your favorite players on your favorite club teams. And then you're going back to your national, like it's very different than what we're used to here in the United States. Cause oh, absolutely. other than the Olympics, we don't do that. We don't nope. care. Nope. It you doesn't know, matter where you're from. Or we don't like from. sit there and go, Oh, I'm, I'm going to root for, you know, the Rangers who have a bunch of Canadians on the team. And then they, when they go and play for Canada against the U S I'm not rooting for them. Like we don't have that sort of like dichotomy here, like soccer fans around the world do. No, we don't. And, and granted, like the, do I want to see the U S do well? Do I want to see Mexico do well? Yes. Realistically, do I see them doing well? Probably not. I'm going to be honest with you, Kev. I don't know much about USA soccer. Especially the men's team. I know the women's team won what the last World Cup. Yeah, but as far as far as the men's men's teams go, like basically being a casual follower, they've been trying to turn the corner for like twenty years, and I just I just never, you know what I mean? Like every year, this this is the year, guys. Like it's like no, it's they, not. They were making progress, and then they kind of went backwards in the mid two thousand tens, and then. They, I, they're so okay. I I suggest everybody listening to this at one point instead because he says it way better than I can. We essentially should have qualified for the last World Cup out of the United States. Like we should have. We went to Trinidad and fucking Tobago, <laughs> and you Lost. figure. We should beat a island nation like Trinidad and right, and we did to qualify for the World Cup. We we went down to Trinidad Tobago. We played on a field that wasn't a field. We played on a field that was legit sand and two goals set up with fucking sticks. The there was no stands. The stands were legit concrete seats with no backing. And we lost to a team we had no business fucking losing to. And we we didn't qualify. Having our own league, having multiple millions of dollars invested into this league. And to your point, we've been trying to turn a corner for the past 20 to 25 years. Have we turned a corner? No. Will we ever turn a corner? Maybe, like, but, like, like, realistically, for USA soccer, and this isn't to dump on it. Like, it's listen. I want to root for it because, like, it's something cool to root for. It's a cool event. You can't deny its popularity because billions of people are going to watch this. So you can't deny its popularity. But what's realistic for the United States? Even this year, the next one, or whatever. You know, the round of sixteen. Like, that's insane. Like to think about, like them getting there, you know, like they never get. It just seems like they never get there. They get to the knockout stage and then they're done. But to your point, like at this point, the fact that we're so far deep into this, we're now twenty to twenty-five years into the MLS experiment. We're now charging people the game, like 
here's what pisses me off about this, and maybe I'm I'm alone in this, but you have the MLS that are now working in tandem with Apple TV. The games are now going to be streamed or broadcast exclusively on Apple TV. Not so even broadcasted on You're TV. handicapping yourself. Right, right. So that's it. So no more ESPN games. So, that's it. Right, Game over. Right. So now, but you're charging me a hundred bucks a season for a four month season. Yeah. To on top of the eight dollars, nine dollars a month that Apple TV is. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you're, you're, you're telling me essentially you want me to pay 30 bucks a month for the watch just mediocre to watch soccer. Right. That's not even. Historically, let's put it this way, a fifth or sixth graded league in the world. If I yeah, wanted to, MLS. I can go watch England. I can go watch Italy. I can, I can go watch Serie A. I can go watch La Liga. I can go watch Bundesliga. I can go watch EPL and all that shit's going to be miles ahead of the, the competition. The French it's league is now more interesting. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like, I remember one day at work, you know, between, you know, when I, when I was in and out, it was Saturday morning. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Premier League's coming on. And it's like just on TV. Right, right. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to, you know, sign into it. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, bringing up Apple TV or whatever, I can't stand the Thursday night games are on Amazon Prime. No. Oh, yeah, that annoys the hell. And, and oh, you know, and I, I know the whole thing. Well, who doesn't have Amazon Prime? I, it's not the point. I can't just watch it on TV. I have to go into an app. Like, and I know it's for problems. I get it. And it sounds so weird to complain about having too much technology, but like, you can't channel surf like during the game. Like, okay, the game goes to a commercial injury timeout. I have to exit out of the app, go to cable. Then go back into the app, and it all yeah. takes time instead of just flipping the channel. Right. And also, too, like I the NFL, but like the soccer game itself, like the soccer game, once it gets going, it gets going. You, there's, it's pretty much nonstop. But so that's really not because you know football has, you know, American football has a lot of commercial breaks where soccer doesn't, but. You're making it accessible to people, like you said. Why am I going to pay another ten dollars a month for a service for four or five months out of the year? Why? Right. When yeah. I can, again, watch a better product for free on cable. What's What's going to end yes. up happening is like you have all of these streaming platforms, and sports. I think will drive this because sports fans will be the loudest and most annoyed that this is happening but at some point the proliferation of of all these different streaming platforms and subscriptions are going to have to have is somebody's going to get smart and it might be verizon it might be comcast it might be a cable company or a satellite company somebody's going to get smart and say hmm, i know how we can get back into the tv game instead of providing tv services we'll just bundle all of your streaming platforms for you and that's it 
and we'll give it to you at a bulk discount. We'll say, oh, instead of spending $125 on seven different, you know, monthly subscriptions, 10 different platforms, we'll give it to you for 100 And that's all they're going to do. And then you're going to have to go through them, and, and then everyone's going to get smart and say, this was, this was dumb, and we're just going to go back to the old – because I want to be able to seam- seamlessly go back and forth between what's on Netflix and what's on Hulu and what's on Amazon Prime. And, and if I – my football, one game is on Amazon Prime and another is on Hulu, that my brain's going to explode. And so you've already seen it a little bit with the NFL on Amazon Prime. You've seen it with – the, the select baseball games this year on Apple Plus, the Apple TV Plus, um, even the Yankees, the Yankees every Friday night were on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that was stupid. I hated that. Right. So you're starting to see it. I think there's been a little bit of blowback. See, I, I don't know. I I think the NFL kind of just took whoever threw the most money at them and listen, oh, they're right. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? But they were their ratings were down three years ago. Remember. How's that going to work? If Bezos is going to own the damn team, is Amazon Prime going to be the team? He's technically not the CEO anymore, I think. I think he stepped down. So I guess there's no conflict anymore. He's just a a shareholder. So it's it's not his – he's not running the business. So, yes, it's like he doesn't make the decision, but, like, he's a shareholder. Like, come on. (laughs) He's not, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I know it's it's a conflict. It's a yeah, sli- it's, it's a slippery no, it's a slippery slope just in general because I'm I don't like where it's going right now. I, I need ten different apps or ten different subscriptions to watch to watch sports. I, I got that. I got I, the Sunday I ticket. Sunday. I did get the sun the uh, not the Sunday ticket. I got the uh, I got Red Zone. I finally did it. Right, but that's but that's different. That's I know. that's a subscription or a service that you're paying for, but. It's one channel and you see everything. Right. It's one channel. That's that's where it becomes, you know, what they call the second screen experience. Where like if you wanted to, you set up a second TV, you have the game you want to watch and you put Red Zone on the other TV. Correct. Like. 100%. But I want it to be seamless. Like I think your your description of it not being seamless is going to be the problem of the TV watching experience of any sport is I don't think we can, you know, the app to app to app is not the beauty of cable. The beauty of, of Fios. You change the channel. You just change the channel. You change the channel. You you find where it is. You say, Oh, if it's on Fox sports one, you know, it's on CBS sports, it's on NBC, it's on Fox, it's on, you know, ESPN, it's on TBS. Like, yeah, sometimes it's obscure what channel it's on, but it's on a channel. It's well, like, and, and also too, like, and not to belabor this, but like the Mets and Yankees throughout the year play at the same time just about every day of the year, just right. about. Right. But it's literally one channel click down, at least for in New York. Yeah. So from from the Mets to the Yankees, you go one channel in either direction. Yep. In a commercial break, and you're probably going to see the other game not in a commercial. Right. And then and the other thing, the football, you got to go into the app. It's got to load. And then now you're subject to your your internet limitations. You know, not everybody has gigabit internet. Like, I'm not saying that you need that, but it helps. So now you got to stream. Now you're streaming the game. The picture's not great. I know this all sounds like weird things to complain about, but sometimes it's like sometimes it's too much. There's nothing. No, it is. I think it's. I think for and imagine like you're also you're disenfranchising like. 
not technophobes and people who are older who are not you know and who don't have the money to afford it like you know it's it, that's it's an economic thing it's always an economic thing but it's crazy like you can't it's like i said who doesn't have amazon prime but it's it's the fact of now i need another thing you need a device you need a smart tv you need a a stick uh a video game console like you need some access what's up it's it's just not accessible it's, it's, no, right. it's, That's it's just another barrier and another you layer. To, you have to mirror your phone to the TV. Like, it's just something else. It's true. It's true. All right, rant over about that. <laughs> but, I, but, but, but it goes back to your point. They want to expand the game. They want to make soccer the new big thing. And right away, they now you're hiding it behind a paywall. Well, I mean, you figure you're... you're and, and this is going to start... January of 2023. So you're coming off, you're coming off the World Cup that ends December 20th. And literally, what, 10 days? Yeah. 10 days later, you're putting your your league behind a paywall. So you're killing all the momentum that you already built with all the interest from the World Cup and you're putting it behind a paywall. So you're losing all those casual customers and all those casual viewers immediately. Right, you're right, because you're not going to have someone go like, "All right, that was fun. All right, I'll pay." That's 10. enough, though. They had their fill. That's the thing. Right. That's the problem with something like the World Cup. That's the problem. It's they had their fill, and then that's it. It's, it's you know, it's over. And you know, they just want to flick it on the channel and go, "Oh, maybe I'll watch this game." And then all and they can, and the problem is like they have right. be- better product, read more readily available. The EPL, what is it? They they're on CBS. Uh, Someone's on CBS. Yeah, yeah, uh, CBS and NBC, I believe. Yeah, right. So you just flick it on, and there it is. You know, that's right. That's right. You're online, man. It's right there. Like Italian league is on CBS Paramount. You have the other one that's on uh, EPLs on NBC and then, USA. Yeah, they're on US. They're the on USA NBC and, and, Peacock and, and all that. I'm sure. Yeah, and then you have the other one. Uh, you have the, the German League Bundesliga that's on Fox. It's on Fox and, and right. uh, Fox Sports FS1. All right. So right off the bat, you have what is that? Three or four leagues that are better products than MLS that are on your mid-level cable. That are on mid-level cable that are on your basic cable package. Yeah. yeah, sometimes basic and sometimes it's basic and sometimes it's mid-level. Yeah, no, the the, the 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 whole system of what is going to be available on TV is going to be the next issue over the next 10 years with, with sports is how we consume sports is now the big thing. And uh, it's going to kill. It's going to kill sports. It's going to kill leagues. You know, the NHL signing with ESPN, like that's got to work. That's got to work also, for the and, NHL. And you know what, too? And, and that's not without its issues, not to belabor this. There are some games that are only available on ESPN Plus. Yep. So again, you're you're lim- you know everyone talks about how ESPN never cared about hockey. They signed with the NA- the NHL signed with them, took their money, and now it's like, well, we're going to put some of the biggest teams in the biggest games on a streaming service. Oh, is it free for everyone? They got to pay. You either got to bundle it with two other things, or you got to pay ten dollars a month. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be crazy. We'll see what happens. We will certainly see what happens. In, in the dog days of uh, the sports calendar, in the middle of the winter, this is something we can probably really dive into. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. 
All right, buddy. So I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening and for being readily available. Uh, we will try to do these every week and bring you more content and more funnies every week. Yes, absolutely. This was fun. This first was great. Was First episode, under the books. Sayonara. <laughs>